So of course, get Jared goes up and he he beats me. I think it was by six hundred of a six hundredth of a second, and uh, you know he gets me. So I end up getting second at nationals. Four years older than me. I mean, she's a, a nun. I mean, she raced. <laughs> Could you fly to Vegas and film with us at the Monster Energy Cup? You know, happened to be at the right place at the right time when when Chad launched thirty feet into the air and um, got it on camera, mm-hmm. which was insane. Um, to to. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, old silver right here. Yeah, this is called uh, getting super high in the garage and coming up with what you can come up Literally, with. Literally, all I could hear was boom. And then just getting back on that jigsaw and f***ing bump starting into the this hole. This guy came up to me, this local guy that spoke pretty good English. He's like, some guy cut his thumb off. And I'm like, really? Like going to Freemansburg and letting off nine times. <laughs> I can guarantee you, you could go back through every ounce of footage you have, and you did never hear me let off at Freemansburg. <laughs> Race fans, are you ready? It's time for another episode of the Nitro and Mud Show, presented by Buell Motorcycles. And now your host, Brandon the Cowboy Krieger, Joel Faldi, and media mogul Colby Marble. Race fans, get on the edge of your seat because it is time to climb. All right, Nitro fans, welcome back to another another episode of the Nitro and Mud Show. Our guest tonight is Luke Parmeter. As always, Nitro and Mud Show is brought to you by Buell Motorcycles, JS5 Extensions, Laced Belt Company, Mueller Motorsports, Rutted Racing, Golden Eagle Log and Timber Homes, Black Diamond MX, Team Peterson, and Hydro Power. Joel Colby, what's up, boys? What? Oh, oh man, dude, I'm excited for tonight. I, uh, oh, yeah. You know what, I'm cowboy? Excited. I think in, you know the site we record on. It's called Riverside, but I think what we need to start calling it is the Millennium Falcon. Because I just saw you kick the shit out of the controller box. Because we tried to start recording, it dumps our best <laughs> guest ever here, and we had to have a complete redo. So this is now the Millennium Falcon, where uh, Han Solo had to had to kick the crap I out like of it. it. And, I, I like it. You know, Colby went Chewbacca on it, ah, and then we finally got up and running here. So we're we're at light speed now. We're moving. <laughs> we got it. The joys of not being live. We can have those mistakes <laughs> yes. and move yes. on. Oh man. <laughs> oh boys, you know what? I'm freaking alive. Oh. I got to ride in wet sand last weekend. It was bad ass. Oh. oh. Nice. I bet. I I saw some video and. Of Logan, of course, and oh, yeah. uh, it looked we, just awesome. We had such a good time. High Water Epic. MX, we put the invite out to some of the hill climbers in the neighborhood and around here, and we were trying to get a couple other people. It's just it's a busy time of year. We couldn't get everybody. We had just an awesome group. It was so fun, and um, we thought it was going to be a complete rain out. I mean, it looked like just awful weather, and here it ended up just being spectacular. We got there. And I was like, dang, we almost could have used a little bit more rain. We rode for like an hour. It rained for like 20 minutes, and it got perfect. Like stand, the sand just sticking to the oh, inside nice. of your rim perfect. I mean, it looked like chocolate when you're out there riding. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm. It was mm. unbelievable. Unbelievable. Mm. So as I understand, it was just a ride day, correct? But yeah, Brayden I don't Henry know how he did it. It's crazy. I mean – <laughs> he, he won, won the ride day. Huh? Did one. Yeah, it, was, exactly. it was it was it was amazing. And something weird. 
he didn't borrow a bike. He brought his own bike. Even he. Wow, that was going to be the next question. Did he, did he, whose bike did he borrow? He's like, this, this is my bike. And I'm like, oh, my God, you didn't borrow it? He's like, nope, no Billy going today. It was all him. <laughs> yeah, but thank you to everybody Incredible. that came. And, and uh, we got to ride, and then we came back to the shop, and we watched uh, Supercross on delay, had some food and just uh, good times. And I just I, – I said it in the uh, reel that I made. I just – one of them days were just so thankful to be alive and own a dirt bike. I mean, it was unbelievable. I, I just had a damn blast. I didn't want to stop riding, but these old bones only had so many laps in them. So it was, uh, it was so fun. So fun. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It looked awesome. awesome. Jay, I think, I think, well, All first, right. I think so, Jay hey, had, uh, had the line of the weekend though. We're texting. Jay Salstrom was there. And he's like, I haven't rode a bike since I won a championship. And I just said, sick brag. That's all I said back. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was definitely oh, the yes. quote of the weekend for me. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that <is> awesome. <laughs> yeah. That is the sickest brag. Uh, that should be I on Jay's so. uh, T-shirts so. next time. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have shared that. That was too good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. this year it's gonna be. I didn't win a championship until yeah. last year when I let, won a championship. Yes, <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> All right, oh, yeah. Joe, you want to oh, roll yeah. this next oh, yeah. guest in, buddy? All right, race fans. Next up, this next guest touched every rung of the ladder, climbing to the top of the District Twenty Three, District Sixteen competition. The passion for action sports, filming, and editing started uphill for this legend. A hero of mine and many from the Midwest that got to see him grow up into the person he is today. Kids, when it comes to vision, hard work, sacrifice, and success, look to our next guest for the formula. Three-time AMA Amateur National Champion, 2011 AMA Amateur Rider of the Year, the former 1N, number 19, Mr. Luke Harmoner. Woo! Woohoo! Hell yeah. Welcome to the well, show, Luke. Thank you. Yeah, that's quite the intro, man. You're tearing up over here. <laughs> Joe, Joe kills it every week with these intros, man. Yeah. That takes some yeah. skill, so I appreciate That's it. Deep. Luke, deep. oh man, just thank you for making the time uh, to come on. And uh, boy, we've been talking about you for ever since I started. You were one of the first names on the list that we're hoping that we could just talk with. And um, it just uh, so many memories come back when I see you and you log on. And uh, I mean, I, I met you when you were maybe, I don't know, 11, 12 years old or whatever. Uh, and uh, it's just been so fun to see how things have been for you in your life. But I was trying to think like when, when did dirt bikes and hill climb kind of start for you in life? When, when about was it? Man, I was, I was just a little kid. I mean, yeah, my, my mom, my dad, my sister, uh, aunts, uncles, cousins, we all grew up with it. So okay. I think I first was on a bike when I was five years old. So, I mean, 1992 or so, uh, okay. I had a Honda Z50 and, yeah, I raced that around the field at home, and yeah, I was hooked. I mean, that's where it all started. Okay, nice. What was it? Oh, Hell yeah. Sick. 
The Z50. Yeah, classic. <laughs> That's legit. Sick break. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Way better than that JR50 we all started on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So don't know. you start riding at five. Yeah. And, I mean, what, did you have like a – was it immediate for you when you got on a dirt bike that there was some connection for you? Did it take a little bit? Because some people, it's not right away. Like they don't have like that love. It takes it takes a while. But for you, was it immediate? Did, did, it kind of, did you have to work at it a bit or – I mean, I, I was doing BMX too when I was really young. So I always just loved being on two wheels. And, um, I think it took me a few years before I was really like, you know, that the switch kind of flipped and it was like, okay, we got to start going fast. And I feel like once I got a KX 60, I just remember watching, um, you know, the outdoor motocross series in the summer and and watching McGrath and stuff and those guys and just thinking they were so cool. And, um, (laughs) and then just trying to go out to the track in the backyard and try to do the same thing. I'm sure my parents were you know, a little sketched out and worried, but, um, yeah, once I kind of found that, that need for speed, it was just like, this is awesome. So, um, yeah, it was pretty early on, but yeah, I mean, I just, if I wasn't on a dirt bike, I was building jumps for my bicycle and, you know, on my mountain bike. And I mean, yeah, it's, it was pretty early on for sure. So your family, I mean, is there anybody in your family that didn't hill climb? That's what I want to know. I mean, just about everybody in your family hill climb, correct? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, my sister, she's uh five, four years older than me. I mean, she's a, a nun. I mean, she raced. So I <laughs> yeah, mean, that's awesome. everybody, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. so, yeah. just, it was normal for us. And, um, yeah, that's what we did in the summers and yeah, it was, you know, awesome times. And yeah, those are some of the best times of your, your childhood for sure. So when I was the age that you're talking, Sweet. I grew Absolutely. up around your dad and your uncles and your grandpa and grandma. Mm-hmm. Did you ever hear about the bus? Did you oh, ever yeah. hear about the famous Parmenter bus? Yeah, I mean, I've I think I did one ride on that thing when they when my grandpa uh, and grandma moved homes. Um, it was still at their their old house, and they moved it to the new one. And I I want to say I, I did maybe one ride on that thing, and it stayed parked there for like twenty years. So every time <laughs> we go to my grandparents' house, it was sitting there, and. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've heard a lot of the stories of, of just, it was a victory just to get to the race with the bus. <laughs> so that was the hard part. For my record, Luke, I think there was two people that loved the bus, your grandpa and me. I don't think anybody else liked it. I don't think there was a person else that liked it, but I thought it was the coolest thing ever because I don't know if it was your grandpa or, who, or your grandma or who, but they had somebody pinstripe your dad and your uncle's names and some of the achievements on the side. And I mean, it was sick. Like it was really cool what they, the time they put into it. And I was just like, man, having your name on the side like that, that's so cool. I mean, it yeah. was just, you know, I, it was legendary for me. So I love that you got to make a trip in it. Yeah, no. And it, yeah, it's kind of like ahead of its time. I mean, it was like a, a Honda box van almost, but <laughs> yeah. just in a short bus style, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, but yeah, we, yeah, we, I don't, I'm not even sure what they ended up doing with it. There was like talk of like burying it with trophies inside <laughs> and like, I don't know what ended up going down with it, but that's like a, an old folklore with hill climbing, though. Like, school buses were a popular means of uh, a transportation back in the day. I mean, I, I can recall a few school buses coming to the amateur races back in the day. Curtis has had one. I don't remember the par meter one, but um, my uncle had one. 
And I know there was someone with a short one too at some well, point. I think the Preebs had one, one for a while there. So yeah, school buses um, were hot. Like 2010-ish, I want to Did say. They? Didn't they roll up to with one? Boy, I, probably. Boy, you might be right. I was in California yeah. at Let's that time, so it. I'm not sure. <laughs> there's no, it's there's no way it was a long right. bus either. If yeah. Nathan was inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. sorry nathan yeah sorry sorry nathan I, I, or I jason it, so. <laughs> uh, there's still still a bunch of hill climbers that, that rock the school buses converted out the millers in illinois they got a oh, sick converted a, school bus i did see one at uh, fordville last freaking year cummins yeah. diesels and a lot of them are duramaxes yeah. like they'd be sick make a flatbed out of the back and have at her why not yeah I mean, that'd be sweet <laughs> I remember back in the day, everybody used to haul their Jeeps yeah, on them to go on uh, and stuff like that. I was like, mm-hmm. I always thought, what a simple way to have a Jeep hauler. Yeah. You know, you can sure. get them for little or nothing, you know, but mm-hmm. all right. This isn't bus. This isn't the bus podcast. We got, we got, we got, but it is the bus podcast. This is usually the second segment where we get sidetracked like this. I'm sorry, yeah. Luke. Like it, we've already, we're already derailed here. <laughs> yeah. I warned him. I warned so him. So you're riding, you're young, you're on a 65. Did you start hill climbing when you were on these little bikes, or were you just riding? Or, or what were yeah, you I want to say I, I, I rode just you know around the house when I was five, and then that next summer when I turned six uh, is when I first started racing. And okay. um, yeah, we I think I did it until you know the biggest thing when I was a kid. I kind of split my racing career into two. Um, when I was like younger as a kid, um, uh, until I think I was in maybe twelve when I stopped. Um, I never won a national, like when I was, when I was that age and, uh, it just always like haunted me even when oh, I, yeah. you know, was in middle school and high school. I'm like, gosh, dang it, man. I, I came so close. I want to say, uh, 99 and Red Wing when the nationals were there, I think okay. I lost by like five hundredths of a second. And it was just like, gosh, like just, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a teenager and I'm just like, you know, just couldn't believe it. So that right. was always, yeah. uh, over my head. And, um, but yeah, we just, yeah, I mean, once I kind of got into middle school, high school, I just high school sports and basketball, football kind of just took over. Um, yep. I was kind of getting into skateboarding too. And, and that's kind of where the whole video thing started is like me and my nice. friends would, you know, we had a camera and we just film ourselves doing, you know, jackass style stunts and skateboarding and, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah so honestly that's me. where it all that's where it all kind of started um i kind of was like this is kind of fun making these videos and um that was kind of the, the genesis of all where that all started cool very cool man that's i mean skateboarding cool. i mean awesome. it just brings the best out of yeah. everybody doesn't it i mean I love it. <laughs> yeah 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 i mean but like that era was was like if you were i mean my age it was like kind of the cool thing after a while you had, you know, Jackass, you had Bam Margera and Tony Hawk and all these dudes. And, yeah. and me and my friends were super into it. So like yep. that also kind of shaped like my, like the way, like my music and, you know, the art and all that kind of like morphed into, you know, kind of my style. Cause like skating was cool, but like the look and feel of it, I feel like was even like, it was just, it was cool. It was like super cross. It was just this vibe that I just kind of like latched onto. And I just thought, um, yeah, this is, this is a cool sport. And, but yeah, definitely, you know, when I started doing more moto videos and stuff, like I'd always go back to those skate videos and pull some of those songs and stuff. And, um, yeah, it's just cool. part of, part of growing yeah. up, you know, it's yeah. part of, you cool. know, my DNA, I guess. 
And I think, like, I'm a lot older than you, but, like, in between our age ranges, you know, skateboarding was that, like, kind of not, I don't know if you would say counterculture, but, you know, like, when maybe our, 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 my father was younger, like, motorcycles were. Like, you were a freaking mm-hmm. rebel to ride a motorcycle of any sort, you know? Yeah. And it was, you felt like you were being individualistic mm-hmm. by doing these things and you could express yourself through this way where there was a lot of young kids that skateboarding was that for them. They got to be young. They got to be rebellious. They got to mm-hmm. express themselves through that. And how can't you latch onto that when you're young? I mean, I love that stuff too. I still, as an old man, I still love that stuff, you know, but it's uh, it's definitely comes through all the things that you've done, this meld of environments that you've, you've went through <laughs> between uh, <laughs> bicycles and BMX and <laughs> dirt bikes and, and uh, just everything. But right now we're going to, we're going to talk mm-hmm. more. I, we'll, keep, we'll keep mixing back in. I want to talk more about the filming part of your life, but the, the racing part, like mm-hmm. you've kind of got to the part where I kind of started to get to know you. And that was when you were in high school, you, you were starting to kind of figure out your riding, you know? Yeah. And, and it was actually after, so I didn't race from like, I mean, let's just say middle school through high school. It was actually my sophomore year of college is when I started racing again. Okay. So yep. there was like right. a, six or seven year hiatus wow. um, until Great. I came back in 2007. But that's when, okay. yeah, that's when, yeah, bigger Luke, you know, that's when we met. Right. <laughs> and I just knew you were in school and I'm such, a, <laughs> yep. I'm such an idiot. I didn't remember, but, I, but no, that no. makes more sense. Yep. But what I got to see when I saw you at that age was I saw someone really learn. Like mm-hmm. your skill set, like every year was like tenfold the next year. And I watched somebody like press and press and press and you were learning. And then I'm talking to Logan. It's like, Oh, I see Luke up at the sandbox. You were there riding through the winter. You, you must've really been trying hard to fulfill that championship that you didn't get when you were younger. Huh? Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> I mean that whole journey, like, so, you know, when we came back racing, so it, we were at Christmas, we we're at, you know, Wally and Marlis's house. Yep. Uh, we were uh, sitting all around the table. So it would have been 2006. We were looking at old pictures around the table and, um, we we had some dirt bike pictures up and I was, you know, I was looking at them and I kind of offhandedly said like, man, we should start racing again. And I think my dad heard that and he was just like kind of perched up and did your dad come running in from the garage? Yes. Yeah. Like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I think so. Um, so that's kind of where the whole, you know, racing started back up again. And I had, um, some stepbrothers at the time and they were two of them wanted to start racing. And so we we're like, yeah, let's all get back into it. Um, and it was new for them. So, so 2007 is when, you know, I came back and I was like, you know, give me a couple races and I'll, I'll start winning. Like, you know, and I kind of, I rode a little bit here and there throughout those years, but, um, I figured it would take a few races and I'd be, you know, claiming those, those victories, but boy, was I wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a wake up call for sure. Yeah. I mean, everybody like, I mean, there's everyone's so fast, you know, in that area. And I right. just was not prepared. And, you know, I, I, I just, I, I overestimated, I guess. And so that first year was just like, okay, we got to really take this a little more seriously, um, right. next year. Um, and yeah, it was just like, okay, we got to put in more time. Um, the bikes were always fast, you know, there was no issue there, 
you know, my dad knows what he's doing and, you know, Mike Bronk would come over and help like my, so my dad and Mike Bronk went to high school together. So they've been buddies since, um, yeah, forever. Um, so they were always, you know, helping out with the bikes and I'm not too mechanically inclined. I just, you know, held the wrench and held the flashlight for the most part. I couldn't, (laughs) didn't really pick up on a lot of those skills, but, um, it wasn't for a, you know, a slow bike. It was just like, I just needed to get better. So yeah, I don't think I did better than a fourth, maybe that first year. And then, um, you know, 2008, um, rode a lot more. I still had not ridden at that sandbox yet, but I was getting better. You know, I was maybe got a third or so in 2008. And then, um, 2009, I was like, okay, I'm ready. Let's, it's go time. And, yeah. uh, you know, I feel like our bikes were getting more dialed in too. And, and still it was like, what kept happening is I'd, I'd be first in the first round. And then I think I would be like, all right, we're good. And then Jared Gitter or Aaron Preeb or somebody would just sneak by. It happened all year and it was so frustrating, but I thought I had them all at uh new Alm in 2009 at the nationals there. Um, you know, Jared Gitter's home home track there. He was always so fast and I was leading the first after the first day and I was like, in my head, I'm like, you know what? I got this. Like if somebody passes me or, you know, whatever, it's like, I'm going to go on, I'm going to, I'm going to get it back because I've been dealing with this all year. So of course get Jared goes up and he, he beats me. I think it was by six hundred of a six hundredths of a second. And, uh, you know, he gets me. So I end up getting second at nationals (laughs) and I was like, gosh dang it man this uh, is this hurts um right. so, i can already tell that jared's right uh, that he beats you he had that freaking front wheel about two inches off the ground the whole time yeah every time just he beat floating me, it was like how yeah. could you do like like such a perfect power wheelie for an entire hill it's so frustrating yeah super impressive and <laughs> yeah man he had that hill dialed um yeah. so so yeah so 2007 2008 2009 still like i haven't even won a, a, a race yet at all I mean, let alone nationals, like it was just like, you know, I'm just super competitive too. like, no matter what I do. And I think my son is like the same way, which, you know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of cool to see, but at the same time, I'm like, gosh, dang it. Like tone it down a bit. It's just, you know, we're just playing cards or whatever, right. um, but <laughs> it'll hopefully pay off in the, in the long run. Oh, um, yeah. But That's so right. then end of 2009, I was just like, will. I got to, I got to do something, you know, like I, I'm, I'm, I want to win so bad, but it just is not happening. And, and that is when, um, I started riding at the sandbox arena. So for those of you guys who don't know, it was this it's still there, but it's, what is it called now? The, um, Cedar Lake arena, Cedar Lake arena, purpose yep. built indoor motocross training facility in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin. It was an hour from where I was going to college. I mean, just heaven sent. It was like, this is amazing. But I had never ridden there because I was kind of like sketched out. I was like, this is like some arena cross stuff. Like, I don't want to get hurt out here. So I never rode there right after it opened there. (laughs) Um, So I decided to find a way to ride there, like as much as I could. Now, while all this is happening, this is when I started my my website, LP Motocross. And so that's where you know, these kind of, kind of parallel each other, but I started getting into video production and and website design and graphics. And when I was at the races, I'd bring my camera. And if I wasn't racing or holding the flashlight or holding the wrench for my dad, 
I'd be filming, you know, and, uh, <laughs> I figured out how to post videos on websites. I mean, this was before, like just when YouTube starting out and not right. a lot of people could do that. So yeah, I just got addicted to that. I was like <laughs> building a website. It was the coolest thing ever. Like, you know, all these people are, are starting to hear about it. And it was like, there just wasn't enough time in the day to like work on this website. And it was just like, <laughs> you know, found my passion. Right. Um, so that's like, that's really well, where I, I, the career started. I would say you addicted a lot of other people because every person <laughs> that ever put it a set of extensions on a bike <laughs> wanted to be on your edit for the king of the hill. And I was just like, their freaking names on there while they're going. Like it was, yeah. it was just like, you know, things that maybe trivial now, it was like such a big deal. And like, you would show everybody, like I'm, I'm in line at Menards and Seriously. I'm showing people yeah. like what's going on. I mean, it was so cool. I mean, it was awesome. Yeah. And it just sounds like so simple now, but like that was a big deal to get video online. And, um, I mean, yeah, it was, but you know, yeah. I, I was kind of going to school for all that stuff. So, it was just like, okay, well, here's how we build this website. Here's how, you know, we, you know, just getting the tape, you know, digitized from the camera was a process. And, oh, oh, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I just cannot, cannot imagine how many hours I put into, you know, building that, that website and that brand. Um, but it was like time just flies when you're doing that and you love it. And like, yeah, it was right. just so much, you know, knowledge happening and learning and, uh, yeah, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Well, you were laying bricks to your foundation. I mean, that's just badass. Yeah, you know how sweet. cool is it? Not some people go their entire life yeah. and never find mm-hmm. a passion like that, and for you to find mm-hmm. it at such a young age, that's just that's just badass. Yeah. But no, thank you. From um, yeah, you're definitely the the pioneer of creating hill climb content. Yes. Like, I, I mean, everybody yeah. and their mom had a video camera at the races, but <laughs> yeah. that was for like private parties only, you know, yeah. like no one had ever been able to go online and like search for hill climb footage. It just wasn't a thing mm-hmm. until LP motocross came along. And now it's like, you've created that platform for everybody to go rewatch like the fastest runs at all the, you know, uh, mostly local stuff here, but super cool. Like, you definitely are the founding father oh, of sure. hill climbing sure. social media. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's cool. Like nowadays, yeah. Um, yeah. these ride like hill climbing in general is just like built for social media because it's such a quick run. It's yep. not like a 20 minute main event. Um, right, it's exactly, a, you know, yeah. 10 second ride or, or so. And, mm-hmm. and it's perfect for social media. So like it goes hand in hand. Um, it's so it's kind of cool to see that evolution of, of like these longer YouTube videos. And now it's just like, it's everywhere across social media. So yeah, it's cool to see it. And, you know, I follow everybody and, yep. you know, sometimes when I see you guys throw down some, you know, sick rides, I'm like, Oh man, it makes me want to get back out there, but um, yeah, it's, it's cool to cool to see for sure. Yes, and I'd like to preface this too. Like, this is a little awkward for me, Colby. You're one of my damn heroes when it comes to the video and the the visuals and our sport. And Luke, I mean, you're like the godfather here. So, I, 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 you know, I, I, it's hard for me. It's like you know, it's like trying to pick your favorite uh, your favorite parent right now. You know, it's tough. So, so this is this is hard on you. All right. So back in 2009, <laughs> when you were at New Ulm, what bikes were you riding then? Because were you 250, 600, 750? Is that what you were riding? Yeah, then? and maybe four stroke as well. Um, okay. Because maybe we could do four. Yeah, I think it was that. Yeah, let's say. Yep. I, I know for sure four stroke was in there too because I think that's okay. where. 
I was second. Um, okay. And that was pretty much what I kept running. I think we, maybe a year after that, we got Steve Kane's 450 Honda. So, yep. um, yeah, that, yeah. So we had a 252 stroke KTM. That thing was a machine. That, that thing was yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. And yeah, so the whole, even adjusting the four strokes was a little bit of a, a jump too when we came back racing because everybody was on them now. And um, just trying to work, figure that out was, was pretty interesting. But yeah, those right. KTM, the 560 Supermoto, and then we had a, we punched one out to a 640 and, uh, those things were fun. They were controllable yeah. and, um, you know, these, they weren't open bike Frankenstein machines. They were, right. they were pretty easy to ride. So I, yeah. I really enjoyed those. Right. I remember watching you ride those, those big board or the, you know, the 560 and the 640 and man, when you could get it out just the way you wanted, it just didn't stop accelerating. I mean, the yeah. bikes were just like, just <laughs> yeah. going, they're just laying lumber the whole time, you know, yep. like, back, like back, what was your favorite bike? Like pre <laughs> pre devils, like in this 09 where, were you always like, cause that 250 you had, I went out and I talked to Jay and I bought the exact same bike that you had. I found yeah. your dad wouldn't give me all the company secrets, but I got as many <laughs> as I could. And I went out and, and found that cause I loved that bike, that 250, <laughs> I got into so many freaking King of the Hills with that bike. It was ridiculous. Those things were wicked fast. I mean, just, uh, I mean, we're talking back in the day here, obviously, but, but, um, yeah. what was your kind of your favorite bike back then when you were riding? I, I really loved that, that it was a 2009 KTM 252 stroke. Um, yep. I'd say that was probably early on, you know, my go-to. Um, yep. and then, uh, I would say the, the 640 was pretty fun too. Um, yep. just cause it was just, it was so much power, but it was controllable. And, right. um, yeah, that thing was, that thing just ripped. So I just loved, yep. I shifted a lot going up when I raced. I don't know if a lot of guys really did or not, but no, they didn't, which is crazy <laughs> to me, but right. yeah, I just, I think you have to. So I, yeah, if you could get that thing clicked in the third and it pulled, it was just like, it, yep. it was awesome. So oh, cool. the 640 was a, a monster. Right. <laughs> So 2009, you just get edged. So yep. do you guys kind of stay with that same equipment when you move on from there, from 2009? Did you just refine your equipment or did you guys do anything different? I want to say, I think we added that 640 in 2010. So then I would be running um, 250 class. And then um, I'm not sure when we got that 450 either. But um, so yeah, we had the, the 250, the 560, the 640. And then, um, maybe that was it for that year. I must add the 452. So yeah, four classes for the most yep. part. Yep, um, yep. yeah. So yeah, 2010, it was like, I, that's when everything changed because that's when I started riding at the sandbox and I worked out a deal with the sandbox because like it, it was like, you know, cost money. I was in college, like right. to ride there all the time was, a, and I didn't have a garage or a van or anything. So I worked on a deal with the sandbox where they kept my bike there. I could ride for free as long as I made videos, you know, about their, you know, with their events and, you know, whatever they needed, which was like, oh, this is great. This is content <laughs> nice. for my website. <laughs> and I was probably going to be there anyways. Um, <laughs> so that was like the deal of a lifetime for me at the time. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So it was like, man, I was there and it was an hour drive from, from where I was at at school there. And I would be there, you know, two, three times a week, sometimes throughout the winter, um, just riding. And then I'd be there filming at their indoor series. I mean, it it was just like, I was there so much 
and the writing got so much better. My filmmaking got so much better because you're in the same environment, you know, every week it's like, well, how do you make this different? And so those years were so like just crucial to like my development, I want to say. And man, coming out in 2010 uh, at Red Wing at that race was just like, well, it's funny because we had, you know, we have that practice day at the first race there on Saturday yep. and I sucked that day. And I was like, "Oh no, dude, no, I'm like, no one put in more time than me. Nobody <laughs> rode more laps than me. And I'm getting smoked on practice day. Like it was right. embarrassing. And like, Dang. I was just like, dude, what is going on? Cause I put in so many laps and it was just like, I don't know what was going on, but I remember uncle Rick, he's like, dude, you're, you're still in like moto arena cross mode. Like, you know, motocrossers ride so much over their front end. And that's what you did at the sandbox is it's all tight and, you know, it's, you know, yeah. jumping and all that stuff. So I did that on the hill and it was like, you know, you can't do that. So I remember at one point he just like, he's like, yeah, sit on your way back on the seat, get your weight back and like ride like a hill climber. And so I thought about that all night. And then, uh, I came out, <laughs> uh, done the 250 class. Um, and I threw down to this day, it's probably like the most perfect run. We have it on video. I've probably watched it like a thousand times, but it was just like <laughs> the most perfect 250 ride I've ever done. And uh, it yes. was fast time of the day, like until very, like right at the very end. I mean, right. it was like, are you serious? Right. So um, I ended up winning that class. And then uh, I won two other classes that day. And, uh, got into the King of the Hill on my two two fifty, And, you know, it was just like, yes, like this is exactly like yeah. how I saw this playing out. And, right. you know, it's not like, and when, what I told you earlier, it's like, it's not that I want to show people that, Oh guys, I won, but it's like, dude, I worked my ass off to get to that point. And no matter what you're doing in life, like if you want something bad enough, figure out how to make it happen. And it was just like yeah. that day it finally clicked. And, um, man, it was, it was incredible. And, um, Saturday, from that point, Saturday, Saturday, you're thinking all the books I've read, all the movies I've watched, they're wrong, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work. Like you, you just don't work your ass off and it happens. And then Sunday, yeah. nope, totally wrong. Chuck Norris was right. Like you gotta work for yeah. it. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like it was, it was tough, man. Like, um, and I don't know, it was like, cause I, you know, I, I had the ability to, to win before that, but I don't know if it was just in my head. I just, I needed to know that I put in more work than anybody. Cause like, I know for a fact, like in the middle of winter in Wisconsin, like no one's riding unless you're at the sandbox. Yep. And I knew when people were there cause I was there all the time and, right. and it was just like, <laughs> this is my advantage. And, um, so yeah, to get through that Saturday and then to, to come out swinging on Sunday was just, it was such a good feeling. And, um, from that point forward, it just clicked for sure. Yeah. Uh, so. Cowboy, you're, you're, you understand nice. a little bit, but I got freaking goosebumps, Luke, because <laughs> anybody, Colby knows, anybody that's competed <laughs> District 23, District 16, the competition, I mean, obviously professionals, very good competition, but it's so tight. You, you know, it's in, in the District 23 and District 16, mm -hmm. you are literally splitting <clears throat> freaking hairs. I mean, you have to, there's no error. Like you have to mm -hmm. be absolutely yeah. perfect on those hills or you don't win, right? Because the competition is just stacked 
and we all have the exact same motor, the exact same CC. The, I mean, it's all so, so tight. No, no funny fuels, rubber tires. It tightens everything up so much. The competition is, I mean, it's it's why it's the, we're one of the best districts in the country for, for hill climbing. Is it, it means that much, you know? And it's just cool to hear your explanation of putting a whole winter into it. And then, you know that that relief of yes it's working you know it's like it's just yeah. so awesome i'm just pumped I, I keep going i'm sorry so we're, we're, we're in <laughs> no. we're in we're in 2010 now yeah so 2010 yeah just i i finally believed i could win after after i did it and um yeah it was amazing just you know every race it just felt like it just came to me and and i was able to, to put down some good rides and just yeah i finally figured it out so um really cool feeling. And, and, um, at the same time, I, my LP motocross brand is kind of blowing up, um, you know, put in a lot of work on that and just started meeting the right people. And, um, it was just incredible to see that kind of growth and that, that, uh, by August, I actually, actually it would have been July, I think, but I got hired to do, uh, the Millville race for verb moto. And that was the first time I ever filmed with like the pros and, wow. um, it was, it was an incredible opportunity and, um, you know, that kind of put me on the map and my website was really doing well. And just, it was just like an amazing year. Wow. Um, when nationals came around, we were at devil staircase and, um, I was in the hunt. I think I, I think it was another case of leading after the first day and, um, still didn't end up winning that year and it was frustrating, but like, I just knew that like, okay, we're in it. We'll get them next year. And cause I was going to do the same thing the following winter. I was going to ride again at the sandbox, um, and all that stuff. So it, that nationals didn't hurt as bad. Cause I just, I knew I was like, we'll get them, you know, we'll, we'll be there. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, just, just that yeah. belief of like, okay, you know, what's, what's tricky about like competition is like, every time you go to a new race, like you're, you're starting at zero. It's not like you're handicapped and you have, you have like a lead going into it. So, you know, it's, that's, what's so cool about competing is like, you have to show up every race and like to do it back to back to back and, and figure out how to, how to beat these guys at different hills and, and different, you know, terrain and all these different factors, like it's just like when you're, when you're on fire, you're clicking, it's just like this incredible feeling. And, um, finally, finally it was happening. So that's, that was just such a a cool summer. And yeah, it was like going into, yeah, by the end of that year, it was like, okay, we're, we're on, you know? So, so, so now is this like, you know, 2010, 2011, (laughs) is it like on the way home, all the uncles are calling you to see what happened. Are you, are you, are you having to give reports back to, to grandma and grandpa on the way back? I'm sure everybody's yeah, fully Yeah, for sure. I mean, out. yeah. Well, I mean, it was cool because, like, you know, my Uncle Rick was racing. Todd was racing, I think, that year too. And, like, yep. I mean, we were all there. You know, it was it was just so much fun to, to have everyone there. And, yeah, calling, calling the grandparents and stuff. And, and uh, they're always excited. So, yeah, it was just – just one of those years where it's like everything was clicking and um yeah the rides home were a lot more fun you know <laughs> when when you know you did your best <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure that's awesome i know yeah. 2010 i learned something because we were standing in line and i think i had like a i don't know if it was mx11 or something on and your dad's like 
how do you like that tire? And I said, it seems to be really good, you know? And it was before they put the, the center knob in it, you know? And he's like, how much does it weigh? And I said, uh, <laughs> you weigh your tires, Jay? He goes, don't you? I said, I do now. <laughs> I said, I'm learning. And he's like, you don't know what it was? I'm like, no, but I'll tell you. So then fast forward uh, to the 2011, he told me yep. that you had to put the heaviest tire on. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, even my boots, like we, we tried to figure out what boots were the lightest because wow. I mean, those are heavy when you think about right? it. And yeah. so, yeah, I remember we bought these, uh, they were jet yeah. MX boots. Mm-hmm. And they were like pretty flimsy and, uh, but they were lightweight. And, um, so if you look, yeah, if you look at 2010 and 11, I think I was wearing those things. They were slippery too. So like, I think I stopped wearing them after a while, but I mean, when you lose by like that little bit, it's like you look for every little advantage. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, Damn. That's why we don't have fenders and side trout. That one, I never really understood the, the fender, front, front fender and all that. Um, it was like a Midwest thing though, right? I mean, no one else really did that. Okay. Yeah, it was everywhere. It's East too. Yeah, it was always coast was like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We didn't, yeah, we kept the front fenders on at least. So. Right. But, so then we get into, you had a good year, you. 2011 or 2010, you get into 2011. Now you've got two full seasons, basically a riding because you're riding all winter 2010. You mm-hmm. come into 2011, you're on your bikes, you're on your game. There's, there's blood in the water. Yeah. You're the great white, right? I mean, it, it was a year. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, just everything was clicking again. And, um, you know, I think the big thing with the Devil's Staircase, because that, you know, at Nationals, they were back-to-back that year. Yeah. Um, yeah, tire selection. And I think that's why we put that heavy tire on there. But we figured out that that one just hooked up a little better. Um, but, yeah, I mean, even before that, like, everything was just clicking, you know, feeling good. And um, rolled into, yeah, Devil's Staircase 2011 for Nationals. And, um I forget the first day, I think I was maybe leading one class and, uh, you know, rolled into that next day and, um, 250 was the first one up and, um, just threw down a really good ride that year. The jumps were like, they weren't like peaked out where you could jump like just full bore. It was just like, they were kind of rounded and you had to, if you did that, you had to just like smacked the hill so hard. It was like a super hard hit. Yeah, and I kind of figured out how to let off and like almost pre-jump it and just be smooth throughout rather than hitting like a ton of bricks. Right. And so, um, I did that on my 250 run and, uh, yeah, just that thing hooked up and, um, yeah, ended up winning my first national and it was just like, it was awesome, man. Like, um, but then it was like, dude, you still have like three other classes to go. And I think I was leading, um, the 750 class. That's what I think that's what it was. Um, and something happened. I want to say like the rear axle bolt was like off, like before we're about to go to the line and we're at the trailer and we looked down and like the, I think it was like on the rear axle, like the bolt came off and we're like, Oh shit. Like, holy crap. And like, I was last to go because I was leading and I want to say maybe Caleb Northrup was, was leading and he was down there sweating and like waiting for me because I was late. And, um, 
So I rolled in there like I'm all flustered. My heart rate's super high. And we, we, maybe we grab the bolt off the other bike. We throw it on there. I roll into the line and, and it's like, you know, we got to go. Cause I think there may be, you know, you can only wait so long before, right. you know, your ride gets DQ'd or whatever. So yeah. I, uh, rush in there and, yeah. you know, get set and go and just took off like a rocket and, uh, yeah, ended up winning that class again. And it was like, dude, we still got, I think in 450, I was, I got yeah. third and then, um, four stroke, I still had to go. And I was like, don't, don't celebrate yet. Cause you still got a chance to win this thing. And, right. um, just threw down another good ride. And it was like, the day was over and I was like, holy crap, man. Like three wins today. It was, it was incredible. <laughs> and so like, cool. I just keep going back to just those years where I was, I could never figure out how to win. And then right. just putting in that work and just over and over and just studying tape. And, you know, it was just, it was amazing. Like it just, it all came together that day. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just like, you, if you want it bad enough, figure out how to make it happen. And, oh. and it just, it all came together. Um, and like, again, it's, it's amateur hill climb racing. It's not like we're doing F1, but like, it is not easy to win. And like you oh. said, it's, it's such, it's just so close and like every little yeah. thing adds up. Um, but man, it was, um, it was a good feeling. And, um, I was so excited to put those number one end plates on and, and finally know. be able to do that. Like that was almost the best part. <laughs> I, well, that was the, the other That's sick brag is that you win in Ohio and then we had a race like the following or is it the following weekend or two weeks later at base city. And yeah. I'm walking by your pit and I, <laughs> I walk by and out of the corner of my eye, I just see red and I'm like, what? <laughs> And I look over, and here's Luke got all red backgrounds on his plates. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is awesome. I went out yeah. and phoned you. I high-fived you. I was like, I love the backgrounds. <laughs> yeah. Because that, that was, was like when – that was kind of new for everyone because oh. they were doing that in Supercross and stuff, you know, red plate if you yep. won points lead or whatever it was. So right. I was like, dude, I'm running that look yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, that was killer. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Good yep. for you. That's awesome. Yeah, that is killer. So you you went that whole time without any wins, and then you get your first three wins at the hardest, longest race of the year. Yeah, national wise, I, I had never staircase. won ever. Uh, that and then yeah, I don't know, just all had to happen at once, Damn. I guess. <laughs> so, but then you know, you <laughs> think awesome, back to dude. like two thousand or no nineteen ninety nine, where I you know, I lost on a mini junior or whatever it was by five hundredths of a second. It's like, if I would have won that day, would I, would I have been there and, you know, kept racing when I was older? So it's just crazy how things work out like that. And, um, yeah. I don't know, it all happens for a reason, but man, it was, it, it all clicked that, that weekend. Yeah, that's and, a good point. Man, never going to forget that. Wow. <laughs> I, and I, as a, as a spectator, Luke, like yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I think about it from time to time and, it was super inspiring. Like, uh, just love you, your family. They're such, such great people to race with. When I was growing up, your dad, your uncles, your family, they showed me, you, they were very successful, all of them. And um, never once did they handle it poorly. And that's so crucial. And I wish I was better 
because I don't, I, I, I can't help, I can't contain my excitement. If something good happens yeah. to me, people freaking know. If something yep. bad happens, people freaking know. You know, but uh, people but with know. You and your family, I absolutely loved how competitive you guys always were. Racing, super competitive, but just the sportsmanship and just the persona that you guys always projected as a family yourself your dad, your uncles, your entire family. It was really inspiring. And I loved watching you just work and work and work. Cause I mean, look, we've seen it. Like some people are born with that damn skill and they, they don't have to flex it. They don't have to work it as hard to shine it, you know? Mm -hmm. And other people like us don't, we're not born with that. It comes through effort and work, you know, or not saying that you weren't born, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, you didn't just come winning from 50 CCs all the way through, you know, it's like, it, it means so much more. I mean, I talk to Jeff Jack and he's won his whole life trying to win a national title. And he is such a talented rider, still riding his entire life. And uh, I just love that in hill climb and in the district racing and the amateurs, there's just so much competition so much in life to learn about it and trans trans or, uh, transfer that, that skill set into life by you know working hard, being dedicated, looking like you said, researching. You're watching. You didn't just sit by and wait. You you went out and found out what you had to do to win, and it's just so damn inspiring. I just freaking love that stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah. yeah, you just apply apply what you learn in racing to, to life, and I mean, that's what that's almost what it's all about. You know, is is these experiences, whether you're doing football or basketball, it's like those life lessons from from competing. Um, you know, if you don't compete, I feel like you're missing out on a lot, and um, right. so. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm all about it for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. no, thank you for that though. I mean, yeah, it's cool to hear that. And hell yeah, um, you know, it reminds me. My dad said, uh, "Ask Joel about the hot dog story." <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Uh-oh. this? <laughs> I remember. Yes. <laughs> I don't know where we were at, but it was a very crucial race, and I'll keep the names out of it. But one of your family bribed me to go count a competitor's sprocket. And if I came back with a number, they would give me a hot dog. <laughs> and how old were you? Like? I was like That's nine. I don't even know if I could count to whatever the number was, but I tried, you know. Yeah. And I, I mean, it was, uh, it was. Uh, I'll never forget it. I just thought it was, it was so awesome. And I think they were kidding, you know. Like yeah. I think they knew that I wasn't going to deliver. Uh, uh, exact details of the of the sprocket, but it was pretty awesome. It might have just been attacked to get rid of you. They might have just been trying to. I, I was probably needed one. Well, they wanted some privacy, maybe. Yeah, this kid won't get out of our bus. He's yeah. hanging out in the pit here. <laughs> they wanted to talk to themselves. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, but no, I, and then you know, like we talk about here all the time, like racing family family racing like very few people don't have that you're in your car your your suv your bus your truck you're with your family you're you're traveling together it's so awesome the bonding you get from just being together like you were saying when todd and rick and your dad and you and your 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 brother and your sister everybody's all Mm -hmm. racing like and riding it's like what it's just so freaking awesome I mean, I'm sure that you can get the same thing from playing soccer, but I just know it because we just race. So that's how I know it. And I just love like the correlation and family and racing and really trying to broadcast 
that out to everybody because people that don't race don't realize that, that what a bond it is in families and what mm-hmm. it does so positive for families to be together and get all these experiences together. And, uh, man, it's just um, – <laughs> We could go on all night about that kind of stuff, but so now that leads me into your your family. Yeah. So yeah, do we do we have any interest in the motorcycles with your family with your children? Well, you know the timing of this question is you know pretty pretty funny, but um, I think later this week my son Logan, he's eight now. Like I said, he uh, he's probably going to get on his first dirt bike and, and try it out. Um, so that'll be fun. Looking forward yes. to that. You know, I. I haven't really pushed it on him at Sweet. all. Um, right. and he, he's, you know, we watch supercross, we watch motocross. Um, so he's a fan of the sport, but he hasn't really expressed too much. Like I want to go ride, which I'm totally good with. And yeah. you know, I've dude, I've been, I mean, <laughs> been around dirt bikes my whole life. I've seen the highs and lows and it's like, if he doesn't want to, I'm, I'm not going to push it on him. Of but course, we've yeah. been, um, you know, he, he did BMXing when he was really little. Um, yep. he's super into mountain biking now. So, He's going to awesome. probably start competing in mountain biking this year. And I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I've been doing that for a few years now. So yeah. I haven't gone too far from two wheels, even though I'm not on dirt bikes Sweet. much anymore. <laughs> but yeah, right. he's um, he'll probably be on a bike. And I just think it's going to be cool because, you know, my dad is um, – he just had his birthday today. Um, oh, wow. So Happy birthday, he, Jay. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's grandpa now, but he still rides. And I yeah. think it would be incredible if – if all three of us could go ride, you know, even if it's just around the field, um, just to get that, that moment, that picture, even, I just want to, it'd be awesome yeah. for him to do that. And all three of us to, to go ride, even if it's just at a, a fun, you know, ripping around the, the, the backyard, you know, level. Um, right. so yeah, probably in the works here. Um, we just nice. got him some boots and stuff and, um, yeah, should be, should be coming here quick. <laughs> That's nice. awesome. I, and, that's a cat's off to you awesome. to not push it under your kids. And I mean, as, as a dad, like, you know, you just hope that something inspires your children and you hope that it's something that you can relate to, you know? So, you know, you, you already struck, struck gold once by he, he likes riding mountain bike or BMX because obviously mm-hmm. you have a passion for that as well. But, you know, motorcycles, we all know it's just, it's freedom. You know, I mean, that's, that's the one thing like a motorcycle delivers, delivers to yep. you that a lot of things can't is it's just that sense of freedom when you get on it, you know, and uh, how cool just to get, like you said, to be able to go ride with you and uh, your dad. And if he doesn't like it, he doesn't like it, but if he likes it, you don't know, you know, it's like, give it a try and see what happens. Right. Yeah. I'm really interested to see what his, his thoughts are around it, you know, afterwards and right. if he wants to keep doing it or not, whatever we'll see. But yeah, yep. he's, uh, he's been you know, follows the sport close enough. So now he's going to finally get a chance to experience it. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, hey, Luke, do you mind if we take a quick commercial break before we dive yeah, into the, the film side of your career a little bit? All right. Sweet. It's only like three minutes. So we'll, Mint. Thanks, Luke. Hey, Nitro and Mud listeners. Nitro Pilot here to talk to you about our title sponsor, Buell Motorcycles. Founded in 1983 by motorcycle racing legend Eric Buell, Buell Motorcycles are known for their innovative designs and cutting-edge technology. So whether you're hitting the open road or tearing up a hill, Buell has a bike for you. One of the standout features of Buell Motorcycles is their use of the ETV2 1190 engine, a high-performance V-twin engine developed in-house by Buell. This engine provides plenty of power and torque, making Buell a blast to ride. 
In addition to their impressive engines, Buell motorcycles also boast agile handling and advanced suspension systems, allowing for precise and confident cornering. So if you're in the market for a motorcycle that combines style, performance, and innovation, check out BuellMotorcycles.com and pre-order your all-new American-made Buell motorcycle today. Buell is back. The JS5 extensions are strong enough for any racer on any bike. With their custom snail adjusters and sliding one-piece chain guide, making changes is now a breeze. Even though these are the best looking extensions in the industry, JS5 also gives you the option of engraving your number or logo on the side of each extension at no additional charge. Trusted by champions and built by a champion. Hey Nitro and Mud fans, my name is Jay Salstrom and I approve this message. so excited to talk to you about Golden Eagle Log and Timber Homes. I'm proud to have grown up racing with the owners, the Palmer family, and this family are experts on luxury log and timber homes. Their website, GoldenEagleLogHomes.com, is the one-stop shop for all of your luxury log and timber home needs. They have built homes in 49 states and across Canada. They offer a range of packages from the one-stop shopping to shell to a one-of-a-kind package. Go support a family that supports racing. Please go to their website, GoldenEagleLogHomes.com. What's up, Hill Climb family? Owner and operator of Lace Belt Company, Joseph Allnett here. We are so stoked to be a supporting sponsor of the Nitro and Mud Show again this year. For those of you new to Laced, we are an action sports-based company that supports athletes across the country. We offer premium lace belts and high-quality streetwear apparel for athletes who want to look good on and off the track. Tested and worn daily by action sports athletes, our lace belt is the most versatile, simple, and effective shoelace belt on the market. With over 30 different colorways and our large selection of high-quality apparel, you'll be sure to find what you're looking for. For you listeners only, we are offering 15% off our entire site using the code NITRO. That again is NITRO for 15% off your order on lacebelt.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at lacedbelt.co. Hey, race fans, the old 31 here, and I'm here to talk to you about, hey, how do you perform at your very best? I'll tell you one way to start in our discipline, that's having the best equipment. I feel like I have the best equipment. That's due to one person, Kirk Mueller. Kirk at Mueller Motorsports is a wizard. He can dyno tune any make, any size bike on his dyno, and he can get the absolute most out of all your performance parts. Hey, just ask this top performer. Hey, Nitro fans, Logan Sapala here. Get off Wish.com and find yourself a real race shop to get you on the top step of the podium. Mueller Motorsports is your one-stop shop for engine builds, suspension, and dyno tuning. I only run products and services I can trust when traveling coast to coast, striving for perfection, chasing championships. If you want the same, find Kirk on Instagram or on the web at KirkMuller49 or MuellerMotorsports.net and leave the other guys for fourth beer pinned. If you're looking for entirely unique, made-to-order, one-of-a-kind graphics for your dirt bike, snowmobile, or rocket ship, look no further than Black Diamond MX. Have you ever heard, if you look good, you ride good? Well, here at Black Diamond MX, that's our motto, and we are the one-stop shop for all your look-good needs. From apparel, moto graphics, or jersey prints, we've got you covered. And for Nitro and Mud listeners only, we are offering 15% off your order at BlackDiamondMX.com using discount code NitroMud15 when you check out. That's NitroMud15 for 15% off at BlackDiamondMX.com. 
Look good, write good. Hey everyone, it's Garrett, founder of HydroPower. So the demands for endurance athletes are quite high. By testing many other products, I came short for an answer that checks all the boxes. We need something that hydrates us efficiently and energizes throughout intense training and racing. That is where I consulted with Eleni Jorgensen, a professional cross-country mountain biker, registered dietitian, and sports nutritionist to help formulate HydroPower. Using the latest in sports nutrition research, as well as our combined expertise in endurance training, we came up with HydroPower. HydroPower is now the premier endurance supplement on the market. The optimum amount of carbs, sugars, electrolytes, and vitamins to fuel and hydrate to perform your best. Our goal is to give the athletes access to industry-leading formulas, push them further, and to get a leg up against competition. We have a special discount for you listening to Nitro Mud. Go to drinkhydropower.com and use code NITRO15 for 15% off everything on our store. DW7, what do you think? Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yes. Thank you, Luke, for sticking all with right, us. All right, uh, all right. Big surprise. We got long-winded on the first segment there. Yeah. Hey, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry, I had to pee so bad. I <laughs> okay, so we're going to double back here to your first gig. It was with Vital. So, Verb moto, um, yeah, yep. Verb moto, that's right. That was the thing at Millville, oh. and was that the Chatapult? Yeah. So deal the first time Verb hired about? me, that was 2010. They hired me back 2011, and that is the year when Dungey, Villapoto, Reed were all going at it like crazy. Wow. And um, yeah. yeah, I, I <laughs> you know, another tie to hill climb here. So that was Saturday. Um, uh, it was super, super hot and just humid that weekend. And I was running around the hills of Millville carrying my camera gear. Um, and, you know, happened to be at the right place at the right time when, when Chad launched 30 feet into the air and um, got it on camera, mm-hmm. which was insane. Um, to, to be at that spot, oh, wow. you know, on the track like that was that big was just crazy. Um, and uh, so that shoot went awesome. I was working for Vermoto for that project. The next day was the hill drags in Red Wing, and it was a it was a scorcher that day again, and uh, I did not replenish after filming at Millville all day, and I had like heat exhaustion, and it was like the worst day ever. Um, so oh, I kind of like oh, shit. it was like highs and lows of that weekend. But um, what's crazy is that video from that from Millville put me, I mean, it really put me on the map. Um, just everything went perfectly and just, just the whole vibe of it was amazing. And, uh, that's what got my foot in the door with Supercross because the the dudes at Supercross saw that video and, uh, just called me out of the, like (laughs) on some random August day after that. And, um, that's how, that's kind of what opened the door to Supercross to be honest, was that, that, uh, Millville shoot. That's insane because awesome. that's like all the footage that you or like the main clip you see always of that crash it, is it yours. could possibly right? be like the TV cameras got it. I was doing like this own little edit for a different project. Um, but yeah, I was up on the hill and yeah. standing right there. So yeah, you got like the top view of it. Like 
of him yeah. coming towards the and camera like, kind of. I mean, it could definitely yeah. be mine. I but I mean, they had they had all the angles from their TV cameras too. But like, I was the only one that really captured it. I mean, sure. that documentary style. I want to yeah. say. Um, which is, that's incredible. Yeah. Was like, I mean, crazy to be because you know how big national tracks are to to like capture a a pass or anything is pretty much impossible. And exactly. to get that moment was just like, yeah. holy, <laughs> holy cow! This is this is crazy. So yeah, what an incredible yeah, experience and like too. just filming with those guys again, like the the pros. I was like this. I mean, in my head, I was like, this might be the last time I film with these guys. Like, who knows what I'm going to be doing <laughs> next? You know, it was like, just treat it like your last time ever. Yeah. Um, and so again, I just worked my ass off that weekend and, and, you know, climb those hills like crazy and, you know, put everything into that edit. Wow. And it was like, get, you know, the, the Supergrass guys saw it and it just it opened the door. Like, I didn't even know this job existed, you know, with Supercross. Um, but that's literally where it, where it started was, was, uh, that race. Wow. What a, what an origin story. That's incredible, man. Wow. The chat, the chat, the chat catapulted your career. So that kind of. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Thank you, Chad. Glad you're okay. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it just, I think with that, video did was just let everybody know that if you race supercross you are one of the most well-built machines as a human being that there is because to be able to do that and then get up bang on your lever and then and just send it immediately again like who that what other sport would even dream of that you know it's like if there was any ball sport player they're hauled off and some you know, hyperbaric chamber for six days, but nope. Chad picks his bike up, bang, bang, whop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He put a little whip yeah. on it too. Like that first jump, it was just like. Exactly. Yeah. I remember I was standing right there when it happened too, with all my buddies, you know, and we're watching this thing all go down. And then all of a sudden we're like, no, no, he's yeah. getting back on his, what? No way. And he just takes off and finishes the race. And it's like, what the oh, hell just yeah. happened? One that was insane, dude. Insane moments That ever. was crazy. Yeah. So. Uh, so that kind of sprawled into uh, you doing the behind yeah, the dream well, series. So this then, was correct? like, this happened, this was 2011. So uh, I get a call from uh, the guys at Feld who are the promoters of Supercross um, to, they wanted me to actually do arena mm-hmm. cross series um, in 2011. And before, like back in the day, that series started before Supercross, And um, I wasn't too like crazy about it, but I was like, dude, maybe someday I'll get to Supercross If I do arena cross first. Yeah. What's that? It's a foot in the door, right? Yeah. 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 It's so a foot in the door, right? I mean, I was like, let's go, let's do it. Um, so I was pretty much slated to do the arena cross series. And then I get a call. It was like first week of October. It was like a Tuesday and it was from the Feld guys. And they're like, Hey, uh, we're doing the monster energy cup this Saturday in Vegas. And our, our video guy from Supercross, like he's done, like he's not coming back. Could you fly to Vegas and film with us at the monster energy cup? And I was like, I like fell to the floor. Whoa. I was like, are you serious? Wow. Like, yeah, <laughs> sign me up. And, um, so next thing you know, like next day I'm on a, I'm on this flight to, to Vegas wow. and, um, get thrown into that world. And I, you know, I film with all the guys, I mean, Villapoto, Dungey, 
wind um uh did some stuff with mcgrath and carmichael and it was just like this is insane like how am i here right now <laughs> wow yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. crazy and uh yeah, just I left a good impression with the bosses there, and and they knew that their their main video guy for Supercross was out, and so the, Dave Prater was like, "Hey man, we have an opening here if you're interested," and I was like, "I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm in." <laughs> um, so so I ended up doing a yeah. few of the arena crosses that fall before Supercross, and then um, and then I was signed up to do the Supercross series uh, starting in 2012. So. So I got thrown in that world and, and wow. did, uh, basically my job was to do the opening ceremonies videos and the rider intro videos, you know, back in the day, they all had, they all had yeah. like, you know, little skits and just like personalized awesome. videos and yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. it was cool, you know? And like, it was my job to basically become friends with these guys and, and figure out what kind of videos to make. Oh, and dang, so, huh? yeah, like that, <laughs> yeah, it was just like insane like uh getting thrown into that world and like you know i went to stewart's house that that you know preseason. i went to anaheim wow. um, went to villa poto's house yeah. i mean the ktm shop the kawasaki shop like Jesus. you know uh saw chad reed at um castillo ranch i mean just like dude this is insane and this was like wow two months into this gig Jeez. Um, and I, like, I just, I was so like blown away by it, but I was still like so nervous too. Cause I wanted to make a good impression. The guy that did it before was really good at these skits and stuff. So I don't know. I just had some big shoes to fill and, and skits and stuff like funny ones weren't really my thing. So trying to make that adjustment was, was tough. Um, but we made it through that first season, but it was just like go to every round of Supercross. um, you know, put in so much time, so much work. And like, I still, I just couldn't get enough of it. You know, I didn't have a kid at the time and I wasn't even married at the time I was engaged, but, um, I just was like, how do you do all that? This is insane. I mean, did you even sleep? I mean, it had to just be every, I mean, it must've just been the longest freaking days like editing. There's nothing that takes longer than editing. I mean, good. Yeah. 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 It was, it was nuts. Like when I first started, I actually stayed on the road for the first like four or five races. So I was on the West coast that whole time. Um, and then when I settled into the season, I would fly out Wednesday and then come back Sunday. So, I mean, I was gone that, I mean, 17 weeks at a time there and, um, in and out, in and out. And, but when you're young, it was like, you didn't mind it. Like it was, but I just cannot imagine doing that now. Um, but yeah, that was, that was 2012. And, yeah, I'm just, I'm living my dream doing supercross wow. videos. And at the time, like no one else did videos like, like right now there's so many guys on the floor shooting for their riders and shooting for, you know, the manufacturers and just, you know, different uh, platforms. But man, it, it was, it was yeah. pretty like not too many people got to shoot with a camera, you know, shooting video at supercross. Right. So it was, again, it was just like, how the, how the heck did this happen? But um, just got my name out there and next thing you know, we're, we're working with Supercross. So, wow. and I like, I'm such a huge fan that like, you know, I love telling that story and it's just like, dude, I got so nervous when I was around those guys, um, you know, rolling into Stewart's house, the gates, you know, with the, I figured I should probably, I think it's an, uh, what is it? J and S maybe on it, but rolling through those gates, they're opening. It's like, 
how the heck am I on this, this, these hollowed grounds here? <laughs> um, they had to appreciate that. Yeah. So wow. to them, the That's writers cool. and fans, because it's a niche sport, even at supercross level, it's a niche sport. And I can't remember if it was Jamie mm-hmm. little or one of the female, female commentators. I saw like a documentary on them and they talked about what they were with supercross and they just a little thing, and they asked like, "How did you get involved?" And they said, "Ah, oh, I met with it. Might have been one of the Feld people." And they said, "Do you know what Supercross is?" And she's like, "I know Ricky Carmichael." And they're like, "You're hired." Like, she's like, "I, I knew, I knew nothing else." She's like, "That's all I knew." And yeah. she was saying like, what she loved about it is she didn't know about it, and as a you know announcer and a commentator, like it forced her to do mm-hmm. tons of study and she had to learn it like she was a fan her whole life where for you as someone editing knowing the passion knowing the people knowing the personas like that that's a head start because you've laid in that work already where like someone like her unbelievable at her job just needs to know the the Mm -hmm. subject matter where you know the subject matter you're you know it's just like so i'm sure they love that that you know they didn't need to tell you who you know you could pick you knew the difference between you know donald trump and you know, uh, you know, James Stewart, yeah. you know, you, you knew the difference, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 It was like, man, yeah, I knew every little thing about it. And, um, so I continued to, to do that, you know, kind of had that same gig 2012, um, 13, 14 and 15. Um, and they kept kind of throwing more at my plate and I was kind of just ready to like do something, do something else. Uh, you know, just more advanced, more storytelling or something. Right. And, and they had a different company do this like documentary series um, in 15. And it was, it was awful. It was just like, you guys are not doing the sport justice. And I remember watching it and just being like, dude, I could do better without even trying. Like they're, they didn't know what Supercross was like you're saying. Right. And, and it was just like a miracle. They got yeah. these episodes out and it was just like, dude, I, I I'm sitting on footage that's better than what you guys are paying for um, this production company right. for. So I remember being like, dude, telling the guys, like my boss, I was like, dude, I can do a better job. Like let's, let's do something. Right. And sure enough, they listened awesome. to me. Um, so 2016, um, nice. uh, I kind of got the keys to this new show that was called chasing the dream. Cool. And, and I didn't know a thing about like TV production. <laughs> like that's a whole different world. And there are so many yeah. like, detailed little things that you have to do when you deliver a TV show that, I mean, I was just like foolish enough to just say yes to this, but I had no idea how to deliver a show to Fox, you know, and have, you know, 5.1 surround and, and subtitles and just like in and out points of commercial breaks and like all these like weird things that I had, I was in over my head. Um, But I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna find a way to do it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Where's your production team?" And you're like, <laughs> yeah. "Yeah, yeah, like literally in my house." Um, and I had a really awesome crew of, of filmers that you know knew the sport really well, and I could like trust because I that was the year I started not going to every Supercross because I had to stay home and edit these shows because we had f- we had four shows to do uh, throughout the season. Um, and like, I just, I had to be home. I couldn't waste time traveling. Like every second of my day was like in the edit room. Right. And I, I went to the close races, um, when I could, or the bigger races that I feel like I needed to be there. But otherwise it was just shipping hard drives back and forth and, and just combing through hours and hours and hours of footage. Wow. But 
Oh, I mean, it was, oh, these man. shows are an hour long show is, is 44 or 45 minutes, um, total. Wow. And, uh, to get those cranked out, like it was basically one a month was just like insane. And, um, I don't know how much I could have sustained that after that first year, but, um, you know, the show really was awesome. I, like our crew was incredible. We, we got so much behind the scenes action. And like, that was like, for me, the next thing, the next step that I want to do, I wanted to keep telling these stories and, and grow the sport because like I said, these athletes, I mean, this sport is so awesome and so amazing. Like I just wanted to like tell the stories of these riders and, and, and grow the sport was my goal. Right. And this was the best way to do it in oh, my eyes. Sure. Um, so I was like, all right, yeah. this is my next step. This is what I want to be doing. Um, so we're, we're kind of slated for season two, uh, going into 2017. We also did a season preview show, um, which was another, another hour long show. And those were really cool. We got to go to the riders houses and, and, you know, tell their story, film them for a few days, really enjoy doing that. I feel like that 2017 one was, was really good. We were kind of firing in all cylinders and I wasn't, you know, I knew what I was kind of doing, right. you know, show wise, yep, yep. you know, did a whole season and, um, so then we're, we're about to start season two and, um, Feld had gone through a ton of like restructuring and Feld entertainment owns like a ton of different properties like monster jam and, you know, ringling brothers circus oh, and Disney on ice and Marvel. They're huge. Oh. Well, that was the year they, they got rid of the elephants in the circus and like the whole c- company was going through like turmoil and they were slashing budgets like crazy. And so uh, we were wondering if our season two of chasing the dream was going to get cut and it held on for up until the monster energy cup. So we thought we were a go and uh, we've got word that the the budget for that show was getting cut and I still had a job, but like, oh, I was just like gutted. Cause I was like, dude, like we're, we're onto something here. And um, they, they cut the show and it was, it, it sucked. I mean, I was bummed. I was like, well, what am I going to do now? And they're like, well, you're going to go back to doing opening ceremonies. And I was just like, I just remember telling my boss, I'm like, no, I'm not like, like, I'm not going back to that. And that <laughs> was like, kind of when I was like, you know what, maybe I'm, I'm done with Supercross Cause my son was, um, three or four at the time. And it was just like, dude, I, I gotta be home. Like, this is kind of getting to be crazy. This traveling is nuts. People said it was going to someday come to this, you know, these, you can't, you know, traveling isn't fun when you're older and finally got to that point. So uh, I kind of wrote out 2017 and, and, um, you know, kind of told Feld like at the end of the season, Hey, I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm going on my own. If you guys are, can still hire me, but I need to do something else because like, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going back to what I was doing before. Like I just, it's time to move on and, and everything was good with them. Um, and they actually continued to hire me, you know, even to this day, they're, they're still asking about stuff, but, um, so 2017 is when I went on my own and started Luke Parmenter Productions Woo-hoo! and been doing that ever since. So here we are. That's awesome. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, buddy. Like right there, America. Yeah, yes. Like you're, it's like, <laughs> how cool is that? Like, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's like you're on your own. Like you plowed your own path. You made your own way. And now here it's your name at the top of the company. I mean, that is sick. God dang. Yeah. Huge congrats to that whole previous, you know, chapter with Supercross because that is such a huge 
thing for a young man that's into that sport to get to do and like just be with your all your heroes and film that stuff is just I, mean, I can't imagine how incredibly cool that was mm-hmm. in the beginning especially and then now what you've accomplished since then you know it's just it's really inspiring what you do and a lot of people you know i, I know myself for sure uh luke zapala we all take a huge chunk of inspiration from you uh you know, to try and keep doing that, what you do mm-hmm. for hill climbing, you know, and it's, it's really all because of what you, you know, you laid the bricks for all of us to be able to keep doing this. It's well, really appreciate cool, it. Man. Yeah. And you guys are crushing it. And it's, it's awesome to see you, you know, you know, taking it to the next level with, with what everything you're doing. I mean, the podcast is great and just putting out the content, like it's a lot of work and I can appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, so you guys are <laughs> so on the right work, track yeah. for sure. I, uh, you know what I I, I just love the the base city edit you did. I mean for moto climb. I mean, damn. I mean it's like, yeah. <laughs> come on. It's like that one. If, like if that don't make you just want to like freaking slap some extensions on and go rip. I mean you're a damn robot. I mean that was just like let's go. Like I just loved like your angles on stuff and it was just so freaking awesome. And you know thank you for that. Like just sharing like your time so damn valuable tonight then i mean you 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 keep keep your your finger kind of a little bit on the sport and we just appreciate that so much luke yeah well i really appreciate that man um it's awesome to hear and you know that was that was fun event because that was like my first time going back to a hill climb after you know the whirlwind of supercross and uh yeah to go back and see everybody Mm -hmm. and um just yeah put out a, a video like that was was awesome um good to see everybody out there. And then even to, I mean, what happened the next year, Ryan Sipes came yeah. out and, um, and that was, that was cool yeah. too. I wish we could have, and I was, I mean, that was a Red Bull project and, and it was really cool. Like for me to, to do the stuff with Red Bull, but it's like, we have a guy that did hill climbing that is like filming for Red Bull <laughs> for this event. And like, kind of just was like full circle. Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah and incredible story and like That's the first awesome. i feel it's kind of like man that at, that part of the video could have been so much longer but i remember they were just like we got to cut it down to like three minutes and we had like 12 minutes of good footage but you know we had to smash it down so much but um still got a ton of eyeballs mm-hmm. new eyeballs on the sport yeah. and um that that whole weekend was was yeah. honestly one of my most fun like motorsport filming events of all time um just having having him there and just seeing everybody it was like like i said full circle and man it'd be cool to to do some more of that in the future oh cool i still when 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 ryan was there my favorite thing was when he went and grabbed the lawn chair and just sat right down by the start (laughs) i was like i've never (laughs) seen anybody do that you know he's just like screwed i'm gonna sit right here and watch and learn or whatever it's just like who does that i just thought that was so cool like you just i'm gonna get my chair i'm gonna sit right here i'm gonna watch you know I think you got to see me almost stall it, mm-hmm. you know, but whatever. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, come on, Joel. Well, meanwhile, Luke's sitting yeah. behind the camera going, ah, fuck, I could win this thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, part of me is like, yeah, I want to get out there and compete, but then it's like, dude, these guys are fast. Like, you guys are, I mean, there's some, especially like, you know, I look at Bodie O'Neill and that, like when like when I left racing, he was just a kid on a Cobra, right. I want to say. And now I watch him, he's just flying yeah. up the hill. I'm like, <laughs> dude, you're not going to beat him. Like, 
Um, <laughs> so yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'd be lying if I said I haven't thought about doing a, a race here and there, but I don't know. I just like, what, what is that going to do? I don't know. I mean, what, why do I want to race? Is it my ego? Do I want to just prove I can still do it? It's like, I don't know it. Maybe if the right opportunity came about, I would, but, um, yeah. Or I just see that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll awesome. see. But <laughs> well, that's, that's the cool, that's the cool thing, Luke is, uh, hill climbing. Sick, dude. You don't need to be 21 years old and to be able to sustain a 207 heart rate for 25 <laughs> minutes. You know, it's like you can be a little yeah. bit, you know, longer of the tooth and still have a ton of fun. I mean, look, I'm 47 years old and I, I absolutely still love it. I'm definitely not Bodie or the top guys, but I can compete, you know, and it's super fun. I think that's what you'll see is that, you know, if you ever do throw a leg over another extended bike and come out, the, the, the fun is always there. I mean, especially at the level that you went where you're, you're shaving those thousands, like it, it's just that much mm-hmm. more rewarding when you can do it at an older age. Yeah. Maybe you got a couple of tricks that you learned that someone else did. It's kind of fun, you know, but. I hope to see you back on a bike yeah. someday. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna push you, but I hope to see you on a bike someday. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Never say right. never. Um, you know, part of me when I was a you know watching Supercross all the time, I'm like, you know, I've watched so much footage of guys riding. Like maybe it's just absorbed into me like osmosis. You know, <laughs> I have those skills because I've hours and hours and hours of footage. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I've yet to test right. that. <laughs> <laughs> It's a that thing, might be man. kind awesome. of scary, actually. I mean, if you try yeah. to just go out, and <laughs> you go might. Eli Tomac on a set of whoops, he might not come back out of it. Yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's I don't true. know. He's watched it enough. Yeah. I think it might work. So how how is uh, Luke, Luke Pumper? How's your company doing right now? Are you working locally in the Midwest here? Do you fly around, or how busy are you guys with work? Yeah, I typically try to stay in the Midwest, you know, traveling for me, I really got to pick and choose, you know, which projects make sense to do if I'm going to be gone. Um, But yeah, a lot of stuff in Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, uh, Illinois. Um, You know, when I left Supercross, it was kind of just like, man, what am I going to do? Like, what's going to be as exciting as Supercross, right? But what really, you know, caught me off guard was like getting to do different like industries and just different varieties of, of, of filming and different jobs. It was actually like a breath of fresh air and, uh, you know, applying what I learned with action sports to like maybe something that is, you know, might seem a little boring and trying to figure out how to make that look amazing. That was like a really good challenge for me. And, and, um, you know, just applying what I learned to these other, you know, from supercross and into these other fields. So, um, you know, I work with a lot of, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of construction type companies, yeah. you know, still some motorsport stuff here and there. Uh, I'm a production partner with Red Bull Media House. Okay. So they'll throw me some projects every year. Okay. Um, and, mo- you know, a lot of those are, you know, snow cross or snowmobile racing or side by sides. Okay. You know, I do go to Red Bull Imagination every wow, year. Cool. Um, do some editing there. Cool. Um, so I'm still like, you know, in That's motorsports cool. a bit here right. and there. Um, but you know, if, if it's a corporate type gig that I think I would enjoy, like I'll, you know, I'll pursue it. Um, but yeah, it's been, uh, been a good ride and like, yeah, I just, I love the variety and just working in different industries and just, you know, being outside and yeah, filming, uh, just making things look cool. You know, that's what it comes down to. Like this, 
Yeah. Like, like Joel was saying, sorry, Joel, you, you make the log homes look fast or whatever, but yeah. along those lines, like you're the first person I've ever seen that's made like building a house or landscaping look cool. Like right. something like, yeah. dude, I could watch this. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but it's cool to watch. This is awesome. I don't know. Like those edits are just cool. Like just a simple landscaping project. You make it look fun and interesting. It's, it's cool. So I, I can see how you're a huge asset to these companies you're working for because you're doing such a huge justice for something oh, for that sure. normally wouldn't be yeah. that cool to watch. Yeah. No, thank really. you. I appreciate it. And I think it, it kind of stems back to like, so my wife never grew up around motorsports or dirt bikes or anything. And I feel like when I was getting started with dirt bike filming, I'd always show her the videos and she'd just be like, great. Like that's, I'm not interested. So I think, (laughs) I think I was always trying to like impress her. So I was always trying to figure out like, what would she think is cool? So it was always like, yeah, film like a grasshopper up close that has nothing to do with dirt bikes, but people can relate to. And honestly, like that might be part of it. You know, it's like, how how can you find this relatable for anybody that watches Mm -hmm. it? So whether it's, yeah, construction or um, landscaping, you know, epoxy flooring. Um, I've even done some four wheeler filming. I've tried, you know, I made that look interesting. <laughs> I kind of joke <laughs> with my tough. buddies who ride quads. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Derek. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, that's kind of what I do, but yeah, the, the hardscaping, one of my longtime clients, um, and I, we actually started a new business about a year ago. So I've helped him grow his social media channels. And, uh, he kind of became like this influencer, um, from all these, and he's like an artist and like, he builds these crazy outdoor living spaces, you know, insane backyards. And so we've been filming all these projects for years and years. And he kind of like became this huge dude on Instagram and all these contractors were asking him a question. So I kind of saw an opportunity. I was like, man, I think if we turn these videos into tutorials, like we could offer it to people and all these people asking your questions, they'd have their answers right there. So about a year ago, we launched hardscapementor.com. And so we're, we're 50, 50 on this project. And we, it's like a subscription based, um, platform where you can learn and learn how to design and build outdoor living spaces. Um, so that's kind of been like, my other focus in the last year or so. And, and, uh, that's been going really well. I really enjoy that. And, uh, so that's kind of the, yeah, my next thing and just going to keep doing video production on my own and hardscape mentor and, you know, helping golden Eagle log and timber homes with their stuff too. And yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun, fun ride for sure. To piggyback on what Colby was saying, like I I totally see that. And like with your filming with motorcycles and, the overviews that you do. What I love is you always like highlight the details, you know, like when you're, when you're filming the bikes, I'm loving, like, you'll see the guys shifting. You'll see the guys, like you get that, the detailed stuff in there. And I, I, same thing, like Colby said, when I watched you, I'm a construction guy. Right. And I'm like, I love like Mm -hmm. the videos and the drone work. You're like showing like the details of things getting done. And as a person that 
like is in it. Like I love putting the puzzle together in my head. And I think like through racing, mm-hmm. you're trying to translate what this guy's trying to do in a very small clip and to put that into like what someone's doing as a profession. It's cool. I mean, I, 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 who doesn't, I mean, the whole channels on TV are built by it with the history channel or it's all like tutorials basically of people's jobs that I sit there and watch, you know, it's like, it's fun watching you take your eye and put it towards the hardscape and stuff like that. And we're probably going to find out that that's how Josh Mueller started fancy hardscapes. He was, he, he's probably, uh-huh. he's probably what he got it was he was on, uh, was on the mentor yeah. program. Yeah. Yep. That's probably started. Yeah, he oh, was dang. watching it. I didn't yep. even know that. Well, yep. I'll have to hook him up with a coupon or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if his business is a year old yet, but he's crushing it, man. Like if you go on Josh's page, you can see, uh, okay. uh yeah, fancy hardscape. He's doing a really good job yeah. and he does it all like himself, yeah. man, one, which is really impressive. One man crew. That's awesome. I'll, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that'd be, uh, that'd be cool crazy. to check it out and get him on board. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, you're such a young yeah, man yeah. still. Yeah. Like, come on, leave a little life left. I mean, look at all the stuff that you've done already. It's like you're not, you're not even a quarter way through your life cycle here. You got a you got a freaking you got a whole two lives already built in to what you've done so far. This is incredible. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, how old are just you? Just a pup. You're just a pup, so. Luke. Oh, okay. Just a pup. Yeah, Man. just a pup. I was just wondering because when you're talking about the early years with the skate videos and stuff, I mean, that's really resonated with how I grew up too, like the jackass stuff. And I think we were kind of on the same keel there for a while. I mean, that's kind of where I got my love for yeah. it too. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this whole, our generation, yeah, like that was such a huge part of it, I feel like. And um, yeah, that's, yeah, that was the thing yeah. to do, I feel like. Um, so yeah film everything oh wow well uh i tell you what luke if you're around this summer for the american hill climb base city hill climb we would absolutely love to see you there just as a fan or in any capacity but uh we'll we'll make sure absolute vip and i mean if you want to throw a leg over something (laughs) We'll find a. I'm sure there's a nitro bike or something we can find. We can we can we can make it happen. You you just, you just let us know, okay? Yeah. 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 All right. That's yeah. Sounds easy enough. <laughs> you, did, <laughs> you did finish in the top yeah, for Senate yeah. Nationals yeah, last year, right? <laughs> yep. All right. We're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. When, what's um? Yeah. So that's the first time the the AMA Pro Series is is coming to Bay City, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So this yeah. is going to be, be, and it's going to be night. Yeah. It's going to be Saturday night, and um, okay. American. So they had moto climb at night, but this is going to be American hill climb at night, and it's. I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of nitro bikes, and it's going to be a lot of just all-out speed. We tried to get people to commit to what the actual hill is, but mm-hmm. nobody will to tell us exactly, and it's like a secret or whatever. But it's July. Mm-hmm. 8th saturday night at bay city so okay man it would be super fun to see you there I, the the night the night environment is like nothing else i mean it's it's crazy i mean it's kind yeah. of crazy no that, that yeah. sounds insane and yeah everybody got to go check that out oh for sure like make the trip if you're thinking i mean yeah, yeah that's gonna be cool i've i didn't i've not been to a night race there um 
but yeah, the vibe of that place is always insane. So I can't imagine it at nighttime. I mean, it's going to be epic. We'll get a picture of you and LA Nick mm-hmm. at the bottom of the hill. It's going to be cool. You will be glad you came. <laughs> LA Nick is a legend in himself. So I mean, yeah, something else. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, I don't think I've ever seen it, but I heard that you did kind of a commercial for uh, what well, was AMA Pro Hill Climb back then. But didn't you do a, a little promo yeah, video for them back I, in the day? I think I just ended up using their footage, and I, I yeah created just a quick edit. Um, it wasn't anything you know over the top or anything, but um, yeah, I guess I, I do have my my fingers in there too a little <laughs> bit. I think that was in two thousand yeah thirteen yeah. or so. Um, yeah, Rob was telling me about that because I mentioned that at one point. I'm like, why don't you guys like why don't we have a commercial that we supply all the clubs with to promote it at mm-hmm. in their local areas, you know? And he's like, Well, we did that once. Luke Cormier made it. I'm like, Oh, really? What the fuck? Why don't we do it? Like, where's that? How do like let's use that? Let's do that. I don't know. Like, apparently it never worked gotcha. out or something. I don't know what the hell. But I don't know. Now now fans choice, I think it'd work out good to do another one just to play on the at the flat track races and stuff sure. on the fans choice stuff. Heck yeah. Yeah. I did one that they played on the Jumbotron at a couple American flat track races, mm-hmm. but um <clears throat> yeah. I don't know if it ever really went anywhere. Yeah, well you usually aren't any flat track races that are in where we have hill climbs, so well the one that definitely was was close to uh williams grove was i think the one you they played it at yeah was that freemansburg that it's close to freemansburg and white rose it's closer to white rose but yeah well dang well luke i i mean so we could go on all night i asked you if we could get 45 minutes from you and we've got you for almost two hours exactly so uh I, 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 uh, I, I've, we've, 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 we've probably <laughs> already overextended no our welcome, but, um, the hill climb community, no, no. us here, like we just, we cannot thank you enough for all the things in the past that you have done for the sport with your riding and with your lens and your editing. It's just been super inspiring and, um, kids like listening, like I, I wasn't lying in, in my intro, like follow Luke watch what he's done in his life and how he's went about it. I mean, you are such a story of success and um, just how to do it the right way. And it's, it's just one of them things like, you know, I'll be damned, you know, you work super hard and you get lucky. Right. I mean, it's just, it's kind of crazy how that works. (laughs) right? You know, so uh, just thank you for sharing with us tonight, a little piece of your life. And um, you just mean the world to us. And, uh, just thank you so much from everybody in the, the whole hill climb community here. Yeah. Well, thank appreciate you, you guys having me on. Uh, yeah, it's been really fun and excited to see what you guys are doing with this. And, and um, yeah, hopefully we can inspire some people and yeah, just uh, take it to the next level, you know? And um, yeah, like I said, I look back at those hill climbing years and those are some of the best ever. And uh, yeah, I love it. So keep, keep God, keep doing what you're doing and, Maybe uh, someday we'll do this again, and hopefully I'll see you at, at Bay City this Woo! summer. Yeah, that's awesome. Very Heck cool, yeah, too, buddy. Awesome, man. Heck yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, we really appreciate Absolutely. you coming yeah, on. Yeah, anytime. Just hit me up. Oh, don't, don't tell us time. that. Don't tell us that. You know what? You know what? Don't give us an open invite. That's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. Can you make our promo video? <laughs> well, you guys got to get. Do you guys do video versions of this yet, or no? Not yet. No. Uh, not yet. Eventually, we'll, we'll work on it. We don't have the. We'd like to. Yeah. We're still working out all the bugs. Said we just have our webcams yeah. and stuff like that. Well, even and, that alone. I mean, if you could just take the screen recording off of this and get it on YouTube. I mean, that would be huge. Just imagine how many more eyeballs you could get on it. And uh, so that's my only media advice Thank you. Um, for the show because like more people need to see <laughs> yeah. it. So get a video version of it. And uh, I mean, that's next step. So let's, let's go, let's do All right. it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That is on our, on next our bucket though. list. We do record the, the video and stuff. It's just mm-hmm. getting the time to, and Put here's the thing where I say one, one last thing and we're going to talk for another hour, but Luke, like, yeah. let's say, let's say you're, you're, you, you have a company <laughs> or you have something that you want more interest and they're like, we really need someone like Luke and his eye and there's someone to look to hire your production company. How do people go about getting hold of you, Luke? What's the best way? Yep. So you can go to my website. It's just my name. So it's LukeParmeterProductions.com or you can just DM me on Instagram. I'm, I'm at LukeParmeter. And, uh, or just whatever, Facebook, I'm, I'm on there too. Um, yeah, just, just shoot me an email and, or a DM and see what we can make happen. Woo-hoo. So yeah. yeah, appreciate that. You'll, you'll make it, you'll make a snail look awesome. fast, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, Luke. Yeah. Thanks thank for being you guys. on, buddy. Really appreciate it. Later, dude. Later, man. Yeah. All right. All right. Later. Appreciate later it. on, bud. Oh, guys. Oh, my God. Dude, this that was is, rad. Wow. That was yeah. great, man. I, that was great. I, wow. I've just been, like, itching all week. Like, I, I just, like, man, he's just such a hero of mine. And uh, what a freaking story. What a freaking story. I mean, un, just isn't that yeah. crazy? Yeah. Like, that's a person that we grew up with. And Incredible. Know I mean, that's just, it's nuts, you know? Yeah. It's incredible. Where he's come from and where he's at now is incredible. I mean, he had the he had a a vision and he just followed it, and it's no wonder he's there now. I mean, he, yeah, he has that work ethic that just and, and it's, it's just, hard to come by, man. Not like I'm some journalist, it's hard to be that but motivated, you can't help but you know, notice things or whatever. And I just, well, no, but you know, I, you but, are a journalist. <laughs> you are journalist now, but but like uh, just Actually, watching yeah. Luke from when I saw him. And, you know, we see really talented riders win AMA Rider of the Year all the time. And they've won with a 50. They've won with a 65. They've won with a 125. Every every step along the way, win, 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 win. You know, like Luke said, that wasn't his life, right? And I just think that, like he was saying, not winning, mm-hmm. losing that championship, you know, built that fire in him. And, you know, did that, did that help him make the person he is today? I mean, it it didn't hurt, you know, it's like, it just goes to show like within, com- within, within competition, yeah, it's not I, I always about just winning everything, you know, not all of us have the talent or mm-hmm. the, the means to dominate everything, but just what I watched him, uh, just get better and better and better. And I mean, when he won mm-hmm. the ride of the year at devils, I mean, we both lost our voices screaming and that was it was just like he earned the shit out of that, you know. <laughs> and his dad, the, the, I mean, he's just like one of the best people on the planet. And the, the pride 
he's always been prideful, but I mean, it was just so cool. Those guys watching him do it together. And it was just really cool to hear that whole story brought back. And I was texting him during the break. I'm like, dude, you give me like goosebumps like three times already. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we talked about that on a couple episodes, you know, where uh, I say work ethic trumps, the the raw talent yeah all day you know if it's done properly or you know you really put your mind to it i think the work ethic will beat talent any day for sure but one thing that really resonated with me in that story is when he agreed to do behind the dream without knowing anything and that's kind of on a completely different scale don't get me wrong i'm not trying to compare myself to to luke one bit not even close but Carrie called me out of the blue after that first season of doing those YouTube videos for AMA. And he's like, Hey, can you do that for us? But for Mav TV, and I'm like, Oh, absolutely. I know what I'm doing. Piece of cake. I had no fucking clue. Right. I knew how to do it for YouTube. And then I'm like, okay, well now I got to do it for TV. So it's got to be structured differently. It's got to be longer. It's whatever. And you know, like, yeah, I learned a lot of hard lessons trying to figure that out because, you know, I'd send a version off and they'd be like, uh, try again, buddy. Like, this is, like and I, you know, it's, I'm dealing directly with Mav TV and they're like, we need commercial blocks. You need the color code. Uh, I don't remember wow. all the, the technical terms for everything, but like there's, they're throwing terms at me that I've never heard before. I'm like, uh, okay. Luckily I had a buddy that knew like pretty much everything I needed to know. And he'd come over to my house like two times a week and like guide me through some of this stuff. Thank God he was around for that. But, um, it all worked out and it was a pretty, uh, hodgepodge production, but you know, and then Carrie at the race, he's like, yeah, we want to have this, you know, within a 30 days or something like that. And I'm like, Oh, I, I whipped those other ones out in like <laughs> a few days, you know, because they had to be done by for the previous race, you know? So I'm like, no problem. That 30 days is coming up and we're nowhere near. <laughs> nowhere ready, near ready. <laughs> Jamie still has to voice over and stuff. And um, Jamie called Carrie one night and he's like, hey, man, we're working on this. I mean, do you really got to have it tonight or whatever? Because it was like the 30 days up. He's like, oh, no, I just said that because I thought it was a fair thing, you know. So I'm here like stressing to get this thing done. And he didn't even really, really need it. That was just his like throw oh, a number out there and hopefully we get it, you know. And, <laughs> I learned a lot on that project just saying I could do it, even though I had no clue what I was doing. So, wow, that's pretty cool, though. That that concept got Luke in the door one, for one what minute he you're did saying yes to Carrie about that Matt is TV. incredible. Those fast forward a few days, 3 a.m. in a, the lobby of a day's in, you and Jamie are recording voiceover. <laughs> exactly, that's where I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, yes. in the lobby of a hotel. <laughs> Those didn't end up even working out. We were up to like three in the morning that night and we didn't even use any of that. (laughs) It sucked. It sucked. Yeah, it was, that was a crazy story too. But, um, I was going to say that the behind the dream stuff, man, like I still look to those for inspiration, you know, like trying to do that for us. Um, I feel like our sport would hugely benefit from something similar to that, but you know, I, I watch those and I'm like, there's no way I can do that. Like, I don't know how the fuck, like, it's insane. The the amount of work that went into well, those, it's, it's those episodes you know? is crazy. Well, you, you can do, you just need to not have two other real jobs. <laughs> yeah, Still I cowboy, I mean, that yeah. was, uh, it's artistry. Like, Colby, what you do, it's art. 
right? Yeah. And it's like not just everybody can go paint a painting. You know, it's like it's art. It's like just because it's on a computer doesn't mean that everybody can do the same thing. It's knowing the angles, knowing you know, painting the picture for the the viewer as you go. Like that's why all edits look different. You know, that's why they give uh, X Games medals for edits and stuff yeah. because it's art. <clears throat> Oh, it's yeah. so cool. That's part of the reason why I like it, too. Yeah. I don't really consider myself uh, an artist in that way. Like, all I'm doing is filling a void. Like, I never saw myself being a videographer or photographer. I'm definitely not a photographer, definitely not a videographer, but I'm doing it because no one else is doing it. And I'm learning along the way. I'm figuring it out. But uh, it would be insane if we could get some Luke touch on our our sport would be oh, huge that would be huge yeah with what he's doing nowadays it's it's insane i'm i'm not doing the sport much justice but uh i'm trying i'm doing my best and uh oh, well, it it's shows. fun i love doing it it's good i don't know what the hell uh, i'm doing <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing i'll tell you that oh <laughs> it definitely looks like you know what you're doing your your stuff's top notch i mean when it comes out oh, i appreciate it i'm my biggest critic obviously so i i try and do my best to figure it out nah. when I can. Like oh. YouTube has been a savior for me. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all our biggest critics, man. When I'm editing this and listen yeah. back, I'm like, man, my voice sounds horrible. I sound terrible. Oh, I can't oh, stand my voice. Guys, I hate the way I sound. You guys have cool but, voices. Yeah. I sound like uh, something broke on mine. <laughs> no, no. Dude, you sound the like best out of all of us. That guy's or something. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah guys how fun oh, is it God. oh like, man cowboy thanks again colby for letting me be a part of this like being able to talk to people like luke just what hill climb what motorcycle racing he's 35 Incredible. years old we're still talking about when he's freaking nine you know it's like how cool is that that you know like we're we talk like yeah. imprinting <laughs> yeah. these kids when we're at races and these things and I just think it's so sick, like being able to talk to these guys and hey, guess what? Luke's one of the most successful people I probably know. And the same things that matter to him matter to us, you know, and it's like we're all that same person because we have yeah. that common background. And it's just God, it's just so infectious. I just I just love it. Just awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. Now, I liked in the story they're talking about where we we're trying to <laughs> save weight and stuff and he got the. Uh, the lightest boots they could have possibly find. Man. I mean, that's that's shaving hairs right there. I guarantee that's Jay <laughs> yeah. that spearheaded that. He was, he is a scientist. I mean, I remember him researching different types of bearings, and uh, you know, it's like it, there was nothing that slipped by Jay. I mean, that Jay was the best. He got into that stuff so much. Uh, him and Mike Bronk, they're like mad scientists. It was awesome, just what they could come up with, you know. Never ever would they <laughs> cheat, man. Would they get everything yeah. they could out of the the bikes? What they were allowed to do is awesome. Well, when you get down to the weight, I remember there was a year when we used to have our uh, <clears throat> uh, rolls meeting at the before Devil Staircase. Someone had brought up because you know Phil's you know hundred pounds and yeah. has the lightest nitro bike on the circuit. They wanted Phil to put on fifty pounds of lead weight on his on his bike, so he was closer to weight of the four cylinders because he was beating him. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Going to diet too. You know, come on, it's like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It'd be a hell of a dive for some guys to get down to Phil size. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, the kid buys his yeah. he, he buys his clothes in the kids <laughs> section. What are you talking about? That makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> that Mickey Mouse shirt he was wearing last time I saw him. He does. We were in Canaan one year and he didn't have swimming trunks, so we went to the store and he had to go to the kids section to find swimming trunks that fit him. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, should we do a little fantasy before we wow. get too late here? Should we get into it? Is that cool? Yeah. Uh, Let's get into some fantasy. Well, Tomac didn't win, so um, not a big points week. That's what we're finding out. Still pretty darn good, but not too big. But, uh, man, nobody in the top damn near half of the group did very well. So I'm not sure if these are holdover picks or what, but later on down the line there were some bigger points. So it it was pretty interesting. But um, for our weekly our weekly winner, so <clears throat> there was a three-way tie for first, but we'll still go back to what would be fifth, but it's third place. So in third place, 67 points uh, in 73rd position in our group is T Haas 525. Got to be Ty Haas, my bud. And uh, 67 points, third place. Congratulations, Ty. Crushing it. In second place was with 71 points in 80th position was Miles M. No name associated to it. So Miles, um, what do we think? Miles, give me a M. Mathers? Miles Mathers, you think? Miles Michaels? Um, Miles Michaels. Man, I don't know. That's, uh, that sounds good. Miles Miles. Miles Miles. Miles Miles. Miles, Miles, Miles. Yeah. Miles, yeah, Miles. Miles. Why don't, if that was your name, you should be Eminem. You know, you could be, you could be, you could be a plain Eminem. That could be your your name on there instead of Miles Mm. But congratulations on second. And then here we go, three way tie, and we've established our tiebreaker, and uh, tied for first place, three ways, getting the the podium, the third place of the three way tie with seventy seven points was last week's honorable name mention. Elmer Chud 594. Ch- Chad Jelnick, yeah. congratulations, yeah. Chad. Uh, you are in 98th <clears throat> position overall, but you tied for third. I will extend to you a high five the next time I see you, but you got 77 points, so congratulations. Second place tie was in 52nd position overall with 77 points, and that's Thor's dad. So no name associated again, but I'm guessing it's Thor's dad. That's the Yep, exactly. That's Thor's dad. It must be Thor's dad. And then, then um <laughs> Thor's dad. With the win, and I had to confirm it because I had my suspicions, and I just went ahead and confirmed it because it seemed too obvious not to. But second place was fifty second place <laughs> overall. And the leader is 50th in our group with 77 points. The name is AJ38. And I'm like, damn, I think AJ Agnes is 38. I'll be damned. I messaged him. That's him. AJ Agnes, congratulations for winning our weekly wow. prize pack with 77 damn. points. You just edged out um, oh. the guy's dad. It's uh, Thor's dad. You just edged out Thor's dad. Thor's dad. Thor's dad. Uh, but congratulations to everybody. A good week. And then for our, our year end, so I'll be darned. Um, a new – oh, I was going to look this up. 
But uh, damn it, I wonder who the, I, I got. I think I know who this is, but I don't. I got. I should look. I, I don't have time to look right now. But fifth place with seven hundred and seven points is Brap five six six. Does anybody know who runs five six six? That's got to be a one person number, right? You think or no? Yeah, I don't know. Five five six six. Not sure. Not sure. <clears throat> Tristan Alexander. I bet you anything. It's Tristan Alexander. Congratulations. It's got to be. Who? That's a, that's a pretty unique number. Let's say Tristan Alexander. Pretty sure that not too many people run that. I'm pretty sure that's you. Congratulations. You're in fifth place. He just moved up to fifth place. That's pretty awesome. In fourth place, Sammy Gerald's led a good part of the year, still within striking distance. 720 points. Sammy's in fourth. Third. Oh, yeah. For, oh, for sure. He just needs for one sure. good weekend. Uh, yep. Third place is Logan Hurst. And Logan was a weekly winner just a couple weeks back. And um, just been kicking butt. I believe a Michigan native. Uh, Logan, 730 points. And Logan is 1,304th overall. And he's in third place in our group. Second, and this guy was right in it at the end last year. Fifty Shades of Jay, Jay Jelnick, in second place was seven hundred and thirty-nine points, and Jay is nine hundred and twenty-four overall in the group. Over a hundred thousand people. Come on, Jay. Got everybody. I mean, let's go. Like, let's get up there. Right? Let's just go one, two for the overall group. Let's do it. And our our winner, our our, our leader, or not winner, Hell but yeah. our leader for the week still. Thank you, cowboy. Our leader, Yarowitz. Nope, Hiro Ortiz. That's uh, he, ever the people's yes. champ, Hiro yeah. Ortiz. My man. He's Hell yeah. Just uh, a dude crushing it from Utah. Um, I noticed that he must not have re-signed his lineup because he did not change anything underneath his name this week. He let it be. He wasn't trying to communicate anything to us. So, uh, Jairo Ortiz, congratulations. 750 points. He's leading our group. He's got 11 points over Jay right now. He's 591st overall in the group. I mean, you're within striking That's distance, That's amazing. Right? I mean, it's crazy. And Jairo yeah. Ortiz this week, he, he he didn't have the best week ever. I mean, oh, it just kicked me out there. He had 44 <laughs> points this week. I mean, all it's going to take is to get that wow. lineup for someone like Jay or Jairo Ortiz or Logan Hurst or some of these people or Sammy where there's a week that they pick, you know, Ken Roxon to win, and he wins, and it's just going to upset the apple cart. You know, I, it's so hard to, to do it, but at some point yep. they just need to, to to get super lucky with a little bit of an odd pick. But congratulations to all the people competing. Um, just been super fun, and people have just been killing it. Hell yeah, they have. This is awesome. I love playing this. I know I've I've dropped the ball the last like three weeks. I haven't made any picks, but I'm pulling the uh, just letting my picks ride and see bad. what they get me. <laughs> I don't think that's I don't think that, and I should have did that yeah. this week. I we were down at High Water because it was freaking two o'clock for the start, 
and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, ah, oh, picks, and I'm in Pulp and the Rocky Mountain. It's 158, and I'm like, <laughs> I quick text my wife, picks, and I go on. I get into Rocky Mountain. I just quick do a setup. I jump over to Pulp. The time expired, so I'm com- completely, I'm completely out Too of the Pulp because uh. freaking Pulp. It doesn't give you your last week's picks. It drives me nuts. So if you don't go in there and set, you're completely out. And I'm so yeah. dumb. I... Well, you can't because the but the I handicaps mean, and everything just, change. Yeah, so you can't. People aren't there. So be it. I just you know, it's like I, I, you know, you, you miss one week. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. Plus, you can't you can't pick oh, the right. same top you're ten. Right. Yeah, no, you're exactly. guys you can't pick two weeks in a row or something, right? Week, so. Yeah. No, that if you pick them, you can't pick them the next week. So you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's hard. Well, that yeah. makes it really hard to score points. It's the same five people well, in the top just gotta, five, just in different order every week. Well, it's it scores differently and stuff. Yeah. It's like yeah. true like football fantasy. No. Okay. Like you hey, you pick what? a team instead of our top fantasy, five. Oh, okay. the nitro and mud fantasy is it's, not going to be that difficult. Okay. We aren't gonna we aren't gonna. It's not like a game of hangman. It's no. like we're gonna. We're gonna make it fun, like pulp. Like they go over the top with it. It's too much. Like it's right. It is fun. It makes it fun though. I mean, I haven't played it in a couple of years, but it, it is a lot funner if you are dedicated enough yeah. to keep in touch with it. And it makes the racing, the race is a lot more fun to watch because you actually learn about new people, and um, it's a different take on it. And I, I do like it, but it, it does take a lot more energy to be good at it you know what Colby? Yeah. Can't, you, can't you just let me be mad i get that you know? why do you have to be so honest about stuff uh, can't you just pile on <laughs> with me mad. and be like be yeah mad. damn it Pulp be you mad suck. Saying. you know you know but no you yeah no you have to you have to yeah, make you, you make sucks you, ass <laughs> that's why i don't play it it's too no, fucking you made hard. complete sense you know i could just go on tuesday and make my lineup and change it on saturday but no i don't put the time or effort in so damn it uh, but yeah, AJ, yeah. S- send us your address, AJ. Sorry, and uh, we're we're still waiting for the stickers. Once we get the stickers, is that? Once we get the stickers, yeah, we'll still waiting on stickers. So we got a tally now. Uh, Rick Hunter, was it uh, Bodie Neeson? No, it was um, the second yeah, winner. You put me on the spot here. I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Damn it. He's my buddy, too. I, that's, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be doing this. It's his dad. Yeah, it's, it's your buddy. Cody McLean. Cody McLean. It's Bodie's Cody McLean. Yeah. Cody McLean. Oh, man, I was way off. Thank I'm not you. good with names, so that that, 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 that gives me a, and gives then me a AJ bunch Andrews. of anxiety because I suck at names. Yeah. I don't know why I had Bodie Neeson here. No, no. Can't forget uh, old Jay Salstrom there. I already told him yep, that he was a good name. Yep. There, so. I'm, yeah, I'm I was kidding. debating on even like, giving what's going him on? <laughs> I might just give him his jersey back. Yeah, just give him his jersey <laughs> back. Here, have this thing back. <laughs> you uh, want a Jay oh, Salstrom yeah, jersey. Big, uh, speaking of Jay, another big <laughs> happening happened this, on Saturday. So I have instituted my plan. 
I've been doing oh, some thinking. Okay. Joel's got a plan. And uh, these against the gain, a grain trading cards, they're a hot commodity, right? I happen to notice that I yeah, had two sure Jay Selstrom cards, and that's not easy to get two of them, but I had two of them. So I casually said to Jay, oh, you get your, did you get your card? He said, no, I didn't get it. I said, do you want it? He's like, yeah, I want it. I said, here's the deal. You give me a signed jersey, you get the card. You know what he said? Bet. <laughs> no, Jay didn't say bet. He said deal. <laughs> yes. Now I have a jersey and the card. Dang it. Awesome. <laughs> you know how, what? How, well, I told him, just give it to me at White Did Rose. you get the jersey like, already? Mail and stuff. You know I'm about mailing things. I'm not going to go to oh, the mailbox. Man. But I'm pumped. So now, yeah. for my doubles, I'm going to go out. And Hell if they yeah. don't got them, that's the price. I need a signed jersey, and I got your card. Yep. Dang. I don't care. Are you getting a number one jersey? I'm in the shop, though. I have a Jay Solstrom jersey with the card on it. Frame that bitch up. Yeah. That'd so, be sweet. Josh Muzakis, oh, yeah. you want your oh, card? Really? Come talk to me with the jersey, Okay. I got a couple doubles here. Oh, there's another one. I'm going to hit him up at Washington. Monty, if you're listening, I got a double on you. If you didn't get your card, I, I need me a Monty signed jersey. That'd be pretty sick. Here's the thing. Uh, I was just looking at some footage from 2019, and Josh does not do jersey prints. so He can sign a jersey. I... He's wearing a jersey in the picture. I he has jerseys, Colby. I don't know if he. I don't care. You put it. Put your signature on it. He's got them. It just doesn't. Just not, don't just have a kid or anything. Have... There could be any jersey he could sign. Now, People you go up know. and they say, they <laughs> say, "Is this Josh Muzakis's signature?" And be like, "Yeah." They're they're not going to think like he signed Cowboys jersey. They're just going to know that's his. You know. <laughs> uh. <laughs> It's got weird. Oh, boy. oh God. I used all my energy. I, I don't know. I'm done. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but isn't that a good plan, though? That's all right. That's all right. That, that's a that's really a good plan. I mean, that's a great a plan. A lot of these guys, they don't even pay actually. for their jerseys. So, what, I mean, it's 25 bucks for a pack of cards just for the chance at it. So, I'm thinking it's a win for everybody, right? You give me yeah. a free piece of clothing that you're not going to wear anyways. You got right. what everybody wants. I my shop looks cooler, and you get your card. Who doesn't? It's as Michael Scott would say. It's a win, win, yeah. win. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. Triple win. Triple threat. Well, now, speaking of these cards, I think Luke needs to make another run of these cards. So he needs to enlist some help of his buddies there in Ellsworth to come over and help take some of the. Uh, work off his hands there to putting these cards together. Yeah, he needs to do more. So I think Joel, I think you and the girls need to go over and just cut the cards Cowboy. and put them together for you him. And... That's a really good idea, but Joel I think I could have more of these cards yeah. than anybody else in the United States of America. I need this I need this to be a finite number. Probably. This value high. Okay. If I go over there and crank out okay. a couple more thousand cards, cowboy, that how's that going to help me get free jerseys? 
the guys still might not get their own cards because you're going to go buy a hundred more got packs. Some messages too, and enough of that cowboy <laughs> about Logan's card being worth a thousand dollars. Enough of that shit, okay? Like, let, we, let's put like a real. <laughs> yeah. I never put a number on it. Kobe I never put a number on the value. That's what he said. It's worth it. And I'm like, it's at least you guys a caught thousand me at a weak dollars. moment, and I said I didn't say no, and then I got messages about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah. agree to it. I just said I didn't say you no. Agreed but to I it. am saying no now. I'm not spending a thousand dollars on a freaking card. <laughs> you I would. don't have a thousand dollars to spend on a card right now, so that helps. Right now, we got a little piggy bank for diesel. You would. It's uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a, <laughs> we're <laughs> girls are on on ramen noodles for a week till we get till we get this done with you know. That's all right. Oh, oh there's nothing that's wrong with that. Really yeah, that's that's good for him. That's humbling. Yeah, it is. It is. All right, let's move on to the hill climbers only. There's a couple things for sale on there. <clears throat> oh, let me scroll back up here to the first one we saw. What did you saw? That I saw. That's not it. That's not it. All right. Who's eating? Oh, boy. What did you got? Who's eating? Joel's cracking open a fresh. Oh. Ooh, I'm oh. going to need that signed for my. Oh, was that your fresh rudd kit? Oh, that's that's sick. Boys, like, why, did, why didn't he sick. just call this Dang. snowflake? You see Snowflake right there? Yeah. Right? Hell yeah, that's a I mean, good match job. to the bite completely, bike. buddy. Right here. Dang, that. dude. Is that dude. not like eerily? I mean, shout oh. out to Reddit. Like, you nailed Snowflake's color scheme. Dang. It's on. <laughs> Dang. Damn. All right. So, yeah, we got the that 2004 R6. Yep. From Devin Dolinger. 5500 5, or best off. That's that's not a bad price at all right there. No. Does it say where that's at? looking machine. Yeah. Dang, does that got an aluminum tank on it? Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, aluminum tank. Um, Doesn't say. I'm going to go ahead and assume it's a West Coast bike. Okay. Got a Dominator on the back. On an open yeah. bike, so I mean that's kind of a telltale sign, right? It doesn't have any branding from any series on it either, so no. Not sure. Alright. Well let's go over here to his page and see where he's from. Oh, I'm on I don't use Facebook on the actual lap on the computer anymore, so it's way different. And tell you all that um, stuff. U.S. Hill Climbing's been posting a bunch of cool uh, Nationals videos. Huh. Oh, that's cool. Amateur Nationals. Yeah. Oh, the, some really cool videos. And I, I actually watched a couple last night. The 400 class. That'll American Hill Climb leader Rob Redman oh. winning the 98 wow. Nationals there, buddy. 
One of th- was he in jeans and in work boots? <sighs> now I wasn't exactly sure which one was him when it was the video was showing because you couldn't hear the announcer announcing the names of the yeah. riders. But <clears throat> no one Rob, I imagine probably not. No, I'm joking. I mean, Tiger was in jeans and work boots and a motocross yeah. jersey when he won the 250 national there at that same. I hill. think he had moto boots on. Did he have moto boots on? I think so, yeah. I don't know. His pony's tail was hanging out the back. Yes, yes. And then... I don't know. I think that's the only bike worth mentioning right now. On No, there's a KX500 for sale. Blaine Crotch. K-R-O-K-S-H. Yep, that's Crotch. 01 KX500. When was the last year they made that KX? It's got a front fender. That's, got a front fender. Was that about the last year? 52, 50 sure. or best That's offer. That's got to be one of the last years. That's that? got to be one of the last years. I think like, I think like 94, 95 were the KX, and then the CR went to like 96. Well, this one here is a 2001, Brandon. Yeah. That's one of the last years. You said 94. Well, 94 probably. Oh, it's 01? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. So I was completely wrong on that. So maybe it is the last year for it. I don't see. See what I know? Don't listen to me. It's got a welded on swing arm extension too. Yeah. One piece swing arm. Yeah, it's got the old, they slipped in and added, welded to the Delta box swing arm there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a clean bike. And then the other cool it. thing on here, Luke Elferson selling a 21-inch Dominator paddle. Oh, yeah. So anybody wow. wants to get back to the old 21-inch days, here's your chance. <clears throat> CR 500 hub, so. KX's, the okay. 500 was made till 2004, Cowboy. Yep. yep. 2004. See, I was only 10 years off. You meant to say 2004. I did. I meant to say 2004. They started yeah, in 1983, yeah. so that's a hell of a run. Wear, yeah. wear your head, wear your helmet, boys. Wear your helmet all the time. Yeah, got you there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about all that's really for sale on here. Other than the uh, cool video that I posted on from the YouTube there with the... Uh, the Euros guy? The... Uh, CR 1000, the yeah, I watched the build of that thing <clears throat> twin cylinder. I mean, that's pretty slick where they put the two cylinders on a common case, so they created a motor, they didn't just put two motors back to back. That's pretty slick on how that thing works. Those guys are freaking genius over there, yeah, they're coming up with some wild stuff. I mean, it still looks like it doesn't handle for crap because of you know the way they build them, but. They built some fast bikes over there, man. Just they don't have they don't have the rules we have. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> as long as it's got two wheels. But yeah, that's about it on hill climbers only for sale and you know some some cool stuff. Uh this isn't hill climbers only, but I've been wanting to mention it. And I just figured this is a good time to bring it up. But man, I'm going to have a special load yeah. of 
cheese curd straight from Wisconsin to the Blankenships. That was so flippin' cool what they oh. did oh. for us. Yes. Taking that flyer with the QR oh, codes. Yeah. yeah. Guys, you don't know what that means to us. We were just freaking jacked about that. And uh, thank you so much. Uh, we all just gained from that. And just it means the world to us. Thank you for putting that stuff out. No, that, that is awesome. Yeah. Just thank you guys, Eric, and, you know, everybody you guys did with that. That is just awesome. And I think they have it made up and did all the work at the QR codes. I think we need to get them to send us a couple of them, a couple hundred of those to send out oh, at the man, um, yeah. East Coast okay, events, yeah. man. Yeah, we need yeah. those. Just man. hand them out to the I crowd. Think and of that. That get so the, cool. uh, they really went above and beyond, man. That is so yeah, cool they did so that. So much to us. So cool. <clears throat> and then their Instagram post where they're at that, that event for the – to get the Northwest Nitro Nationals out, you can see people yeah. clicking on it and Let's signing go. on and yeah. checking it out. It was awesome. So yeah. thank you to Team Launch It for that, man. That's, I hope nobody there's yeah. that's epic. Man, so yeah. incredible. I, I hope nobody Thanks there's lactose intolerant because you will be yeah. after this. Delivery. I wanted to mention that. <laughs> 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 yeah. And this episode, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> God. Oh man. Oh man, what a good episode! It was. It was a good episode. That was, it was cool. great. So stoked we got Luke to come on, man. That's huge. Hell yeah, that's huge. Full and, circle. And on the other thing, guys, I got my my official credential came on, and I guess I can't that's lose this it. nickname now because American Hill Climb has put <laughs> Cowboy on my official credential. Awesome. So in in the yeah. eyes in the eyes of American Hill Climb, I'm no yeah. longer Brandon Krieger. I am Cowboy Krieger. Yeah, I'm thinking. <laughs> You might have to go to the DMV and change your name to I, Cowboy. Cause I'm going to have to get a legal name change, man. That's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's just that's cool. Really I got cool. that and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm jealous. Well, maybe when you get Cowboy yours, it'll, it'll say Nitro Pilot on That'd yours. Be <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, that would be sick. Uh, All right, yes. guys. You got anything else? I'm, Should we get out of here or what? I, we're getting out of here and Should we let these folks go. Let's let's let them go and I think we we can let a little teaser. I haven't gotten the okay yet, but I think we're gonna go yeah. with uh, Travis Whitlock for next week let's to talk go. about his farewell tour and riding Oof. Team Peterson equipment Man. for American Hill Climb oh, West. And, let's get uh, him on. I'm so yes. I had put something on uh, Instagram. And I just saw this sweet, like, Kid Rock entrance to a rock concert, like, where he comes in, like, pimping with this fur thing. <laughs> I and I put yeah. it on my Instagram, like, that's Travis coming on the Peter- Peterson bikes or whatever. And that was in no reference to, like, Kid Rock's, like, <laughs> political stance on Bud Light or whatever. That was just, like... <laughs> I don't know. Like someone brought that up to me. I'm like, no, it was just a sick entrance to a concert. Like people were losing their shit and he just like comes out all cool. I'm like, I wasn't, that was no like, like political connotation whatsoever. I just was like, I thought it was funny and cool. So uh, I'm sorry if I know. I just, Joel, you gotta be careful. It's 2023, man. It's the year of being offended. Everybody's fan of them. No, Travis doesn't even drink Bud Light anyway, so that doesn't matter to him anyhow. 
I still have no fucking clue what yeah. Bud Light has to do with anything. I stay out of it, so I still drink Bud Whatever, Light. Whatever, Kid Rock. I I love Bud Everybody Light. Be themselves. Who cares? Ah, yeah. Screw it. <laughs> You'll never catch me drinking a light beer, so sorry. Just not happening. Yeah. Oh, it's delicious. I, I enjoy my taste of my beer too much for a light beer. Sorry, guys. I want to call. I wanted to call out Luke. They almost looked like he was drinking <laughs> for you, I guess. Yingling, and that's why I was like, "Are you in freaking Wisconsin?" That Yingling, damn near looked like a Yingling bottle he had there. And he took a sip. No, but that's what, we don't have Yingling here. He is that's in what Wisconsin. I was like, I was like Do you bring that in. Oh, or what? No. I and he would. I didn't catch the label. Well, they have it in Michigan, so he might have got it if he was in Michigan re- recently. So it, no one, it, it, no one, Luke. It was. Probably yeah, like some, you know, Yingling's good beer, man. Bottled in Wisconsin Rapids or something. And here I thought it was bottled. Uh, <laughs> <or whatever>. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I can tell Luke likes to party. I think with all that editing, you yeah. have to have a couple sips every now and then just to keep your mind straight, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. right. You got it to keep yourself going. Yeah. I mean, uh, man. Yep. I know. It definitely got all right, guys. Definitely got my wheels turning with some ideas and stuff, and. I definitely think that Nitro Pilot and Nitro Mud need to collab with Luke Carmenter Productions on some things here at some time. Yeah. That'd be dope. Hell yeah. All right, boys. Till next week. Peace out. Later. Late. Not even a whole shot?